Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. Back to the dinosaurs? Well, I mean, let's go back that far, yeah. Oh, start it at the dinosaurs. Yeah. Maybe start with Sid Barrett. Headstands. I didn't, um, I actually didn't even know that you, like, were a literary major. Oh, it's Cambridge. Yeah, well, yeah. I never, in the early years, I didn't know that. anyone to know that, because not that my parents had any money. I mean, it wasn't like, photography was just a result of LSD. Right, and it got you out of the intellectual thing. Completely into... went, you know, straight to the stomach. It went right. to a different way of that direct experiencing, you know. Right. I mean, I was basically schooled in um, in literary stuff, you know, right. every, that stuff. But completely changed. And after that, and people say, you must have been obsessed by photography. No. Yeah. No, I wasn't obsessed. By what I was obsessed with was altered states. Right. That's when I also got into fasting mm-hmm. and then sleep. That you know, a yoga, lot of these yoga. Not yeah. Oh, definitely. Head yeah. the ten minute headstands for God knows. How. But not heroin. Right. Or not, alcohol. Or alcohol. I was. Ah, that's funny. Not at all. I never had any interest heroin because when I was at Cambridge, I had two mates of mine died and they were like 19 right and um but i i mean i was a mad coker for 20 years like yeah. a lot of people were in that period right and um certainly the people i hung out with yeah like i heard you say the beats and all like like the oh, you know my the brain rock and roll people of those early generation everybody was into speed more than the other thing definitely right? that on the road that yeah. book by Jack Carraway. Oh, right. That's a completely speed. Indeed. He wrote it so far. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was heavy. In. I tried that, and it didn't work for me, the whole speed thing. And That's good that it didn't. Though. It didn't work. I just forgot to sleep for a year and like made three things that I was paranoid about. But I believed in that mythology of like speed yeah, and I've, the mad artist. The madness. The madness. The, the it, arrangement, the altered states. Yeah. And I, that when I... What I found with the early yoga was it enhanced everything. But it also saved my life. What, yoga? Yeah, when I had the quadruple bypass, heart surgery, the guy, my doctor, still my cardiologist, said that um, your arteries were terrible, but the heart muscle was amazingly strong. Mm. And that's what saved your life. And that's the yoga. Do you and think it's the circulation of going upside down, like what that does to your circulation? Yeah, I don't just do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a one-trick pony. No, you got a couple tricks. Any more than you are. Right. You're, he's <laughs> like... I can do a shoulder stand, too. Yeah, but I can't do an arm stand. I'm just not strong enough up here. Yeah. Had I, in the early days of um, doing yoga, I mean, it was essentially half the yoga. Mm-hmm. When I came back from the dead as it were i mean i, I don't i don't believe it's all oh, you nearly died mate and i think i didn't have any experience of that so i don't believe that what's your reference oh okay right didn't believe it i think the yoga did us also there's like a um an ability 
a flexibility, mm-hmm. not just in your body, in your but in your mind and also in your spirit. Right. And you, you, you know, people will get rigid, mm-hmm. like you can't eat meat, man, or I'll come over and kill you, or something, whatever it would be. Me, I haven't had meat in 50 years. Oh, really? Or bird. No? But I don't mind. Yeah. My wife and daughter like a bit of uh, beef. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they certainly have some chicken. It's got nothing to do with it. It's just, I, I'd see the last meal I had with Sid Barrett. Mm. It's got nothing to do, and I think we ate pigeon, which was a hip thing, I suppose, looking back, in the world's end, which was like a very hip, hippie, mecca, um, and later on, Malcolm McLaren, in the same shop space, he had sex, which was where all that, you know, the, sex uh, pistols, sex, yeah, from. yeah. Well, they, they were he kind of managed them for a while, and of course that that's mythological stuff. Yeah, I mean Johnny would go on and run, but Malcolm died a few years ago, so he they can't make such good television programs. Right out of the pistols, but this I think they still go out occasionally, but Johnny, I don't think he's sylph-like anymore. What's that mean? He's not like you know sleek and not like you know you're still whatever. I'm still trying to keep it together. Well, I believe you, me. You say, well, look at you, Mick, and you're about four times as old as I. And I go, I I don't. um, I weigh myself every day anyway. Um, and that kept, became really as a result of my kidney transplant in 2012. Yeah. And they want to know your weight and whatever, call it in. Um, but I, so I got into the habit of it. Do you still practice yoga? Every day. Every day. What's yeah. your practice like? Is it like half hour, an hour, or what? Do you, or is it rigid like that or is it whatever you want no there's some flexibility that kind of it depends if i have to get out get away somewhere early Mm -hmm. i'll do a straight through course and do it if i'm dealing with things because next like online kind of thing or yeah the computer yeah there's always bits and pieces uh what i've got is a it's a very big bedroom Mm -hmm. the high ceiling yeah and um, it's got a big Tibetan tanker at one end, and I breathe. Yeah, you know, it starts with the breathing. But I start my day normally with the brain machine. Oh right, isn't that like a meditation thing? Or exactly, it's like Work- virtual reality meditation. It's not really virtual reality, although it does pump your brain. It's a way of, you know. Mm-hmm. Of bringing it down, mm. getting you to that. Me, what I like to do a lot is hold the breath. Like Wim Hof. You familiar with him? No. No? Oh. He does all these like breathing things with cold showers and all this other stuff. Yeah, cold showers. The yogis are always going on about cold showers. Yeah. 
I do that too sometimes. Yeah, I do it sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes you got to relax and have a, a hot one. But I've got a. I'm into. It. So I do it all. So like you went from like so you were at Cambridge and studying literature. And Mod, sort of yeah, modernly more. more you uh, know, like more Baudelaire and yeah, Nerval and all these characters and of course the. And the English Romantics. That was preparing you for the rock and roll stars you were going to... Well, it would, and you'll see those things probably come up in, in other people. Um, right. Is the French symbolists and the, um, the English Romantic poets and the American beats. Mm -hmm. And when you looked at it, you go, well, wildly famous and this, that, and the other. And they all did loads of drugs. Right. So it was like... I was already there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, similarly, me too. Yeah? Yeah, same thing. Where did you go to school? Oh, I never went to college, but I'm yeah, saying... Yeah, you know who never went to college? Who? David Bowie. Oh, right. And he was so... David Bowie. And he liked to talk to you about philosophers, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wanted to talk about things he didn't know so much about, you know? Yeah. He wasn't so interested necessarily in the drug stuff. Right. For whatever reason... <laughs> But he, um, oh yeah, he was he was like my mother, who also left school. I mean, he left school, but he went to art college. Like a lot of those English rockers, including Sid Barrett and Pete Townsend and Keith Richards and John Lennon and Jimmy Page, and it, they all went to art college. Right. In the late sixties. Yeah. And um, it was. It might have been that part of it was, and Keith Richards, did he say something about, he said it was easier to nip out and have a cigarette when you wanted, if you were studying art. Right. Well, it wasn't so if you were in a maths class, it wouldn't have been so easy. Said, well, right. that makes sense. Um, it's always, it was, and you slipped into it, obviously, too, that outsider thing, right. wanting to be, enjoying finding like-minded spirits right but that's where you want to be and even like you know not just wanting to be a pop star no because you know that would have made you wearing frilly underwear and god knows what you know shirley temple of rock and roll mm -hmm. i couldn't you see it Shirley Temple of Rock and Roll. And now, yeah, I knew you needed a real image. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never be the same. So, but you found photography and like kind of got away from literature. But what was it about the acid trip that made you? What like, I saw. See, because of my, it was a British education too. And, and I saw for the first time. With your Everything came eye. a lot. Whatever it was roaming around. I'd still remember this young lady I was hanging out with and for a certain, who knows how long, there's no way of knowing, I watched her go through like a thousand guises, young, old, whatever, just went on and on and on. It's a... Uh, on this acid trip, on this you acid saw it like her face was tra transforming. And then that and... was part. And then I was always looking at people's faces, and I right. sometimes be like, "Mick, please don't look at me anymore." You uh. know, <laughs> but, but I'd be transfixed. So that fascination with faces, 
right. and also the direct experience of them. Um, I suppose that was all part of it. I never really questioned it. I never did, didn't know much about photography. I know a pretty good amount now. I also know, you know, no good assistants who right. can set it up for me. Um, well, that's important too. Otherwise, you have to do more a, of the work. A good producer. Well, I thought he was your fucking boyfriend. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, looks like your sort. <laughs> we tried it. He's not my type, though. Yeah, he, he dumped me. You know. <laughs> yeah, let's do. Well, it was definitely the beginning. I didn't. I know people who did it more often. Like Dave Stewart told me one night before, as they were putting your rhythmics together, mm -hmm. he took acid every day. But there was a difference. Some of that 60s acid, strong. nobody knew how strong it was. Right. I mean, imagine, I remember going, there was this guy, come down from Cambridge, probably hitching a ride, go and see this guy who was himself an artist. And then a bit of how many, you know, whatever you, you were going to buy. And he had a bottle with a dropper. Mm -hmm. Actually, there is a documentary about me called Shot. Shot. Bang, bang. Exclamation mark. Ex well, <laughs> Barney came up with shots and uh -huh. I said, needs an exclamation mark. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm actually fight gonna. I'm actually doing a new book called Shot. You can't. Well, you, there's a lot of the content will be similar, obviously, and some of the chat. But there'll be all kinds of others. But to get not just the photography, and from um, from uh, Sid Barrett, or maybe a little teeny bit before that, the band called the Pretty Things. And they were in transition and briefly uh, they had a guy called Twink mm -hmm. who was later in a band <laughs> called the really? Bing. his name was Twink? Yeah. <laughs> he looked like Twink. He had a lot of wild, blonde, curly hair. And he later had a band, and I think you can even find, uh, called Pink Fairies. Mm -hmm. You know, you should indulge yourself. Just Americans don't always have the full width of the complete lunacy of some of this fucking British rock and roll. Right. They need the great and then over here there's all this other stuff going on that I would find quite boring, you know, personally. Yeah. It wasn't all of necessity. But the image, I would just enjoy looking. And then I do remember somebody and I've got the pictures somewhere, I might start with one of them. Is um when I was at Cambridge in the latter days Somebody said you've been mucking around with a camera, got this band, and um, they're looking for some pictures. And they got five English pounds. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> I could do a lot with a fiver. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, but that, that would have been worth about 10, probably more than $10 back then. Yeah. 10 to 15. And, and I was a simple lad, you know. Right. Had some cannabis and a young lady to spend a bit of time with. It was, uh, I mean, it was. Some things never change. <laughs> <laughs> Except you have to, if you marry one of one of these young ladies, and I've actually, you know how many years I know, Patty? 35 years. Right. I've been married before, and I've, et cetera. But 
whatever. Um, and the young lady is our daughter. Right. So, um, beautiful daughter. She got the right mummy. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> but Natalie Rock is a good name. Mm. It's a very good name. So she's starting, and she's been working very hard at it. Just starting, you know, she's been getting, I don't know, background roles, this, that, the other. I think she had one speaking. It's a right fucking caper, the acting game. If you want to get the goods. I sometimes think, though, it's like musicians. Well, I think acting is a bit different because you have to take instructions. Mm -hmm. It's different for musicians and painters and photographers, especially neurologically. Because yeah. you don't have to lock yourself into that character. It was Laurence Olivier's last wife around the time of uh, uh, the boys from Brazil. And, oh, Marathon Man. Have you ever? Unbelievable. Yeah. And Laurence Olivier. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Uh, but then in the next film, he was like the si uh, boys from Brazil. He was like the Simon Wiesenthal character. Mm. I mean, he could go from that, from that pure embodiment of evil. Yeah. Because it wasn't safe, was it? No. <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah. And he had a suspicion. That's what he was made to say. Is, yeah, is, is, it, is, safe? It, safe? is it safe? Yeah. It's not safe. And rock and rollers used to be less safe than they are now, don't you think, back then? Like I, I put no judgment on... I mean, I'm, I am not staying up all night with anybody. No, you know, back then there were weeks I didn't sleep. So right, it was. It's a different, and of course, everybody was young. Mm. So the thing was, everybody was young, and you were going to hang out anyway. And it, it was all. I don't even mean drugs, though. I mean also no, just rebellion in spirit, just like also willing to push the boundaries of what's acceptable and challenge people to expand their horizons No, well, that more. was always in the fucking thick of it. Right. With David, Lou, and Iggy. Exactly. The starters. The trifecta. The trifecta. Yeah. I father, the son, and the Holy Ghost. Exactly. <laughs> who, is, who is who? I don't know. You tell me. That's why we I came here to find out. You. Who is it? <laughs> I would later call him the unholy trinity. The father, right. the father yeah. is Bowie. The no, son is... No, that would be more like the mother. <laughs> Bowie would be more like the mother. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's, well, Lou would be looked at as being the father. The father. That he was... Uh, Iggy's the son. Yeah. I think David's so. the Holy Ghost. I would have thought so. Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought so. I think we cracked the code. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. Look at that. It, but Lou, you know, predated all of it. Yeah. With that first album, which is still, you know... Right. I'll Be Your Mirror. Yeah. And he's Nico's. And it's so simple. So strong. Pew. So beautiful. Right? So forever. Yeah. And some things, how do you judge art? I don't know, really. Right, but that's where you went into that moment. I feel like you promote these seances with rituals, standing on your head, deep breathing. You bring the ritual. There's nothing weird goes on around me. There no, might but have been a lot yeah, of sexual lunacy yeah. years ago, but it's not, you know. You cultivate the spirit. Well, promote. I, d I don't know. It was obviously all an intuitive. Who was I? But I used to do a bit of writing. And that was the way, for instance, I met uh, David. Right. I was going to write. Uh, in fact, it's, I've got it somewhere for Rolling Stone. Mm. With a picture of him in those ridiculously wide I didn't shows. realize that. You were a writer as well. I did write somewhat. I didn't know uh, that. 
like, well, didn't have any money. I mean, yeah. way to make enough money. Mm. And uh, and then for some people, of course, if you've got a guy that's going to do this rock and roll interview and take some pictures, that saves you money. Two for one. Or yeah. Two for. Two for. Yeah. It's nothing to do with sex. That doesn't mean bisexual, by the way. Right. That means, you know, a two-trick pony. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Then I did the music videos. But of speaking of bisexuality, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can speak of your, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> Listen, we've all, Listen, if we've you're all experimented. The, if you're not in the bedroom when it happens, you don't really know. Because some people tell you this happens and that happens, and you, and you go, oh, okay, why not? Right. When you say How David, that was David Bowie the first time was when you were writing something about him? Yeah, he had already... Actually, Hunky Dory had been released, but Ziggy Stardust hadn't. And he'd only just done the mutation that he'd been building in. So I've got pictures of him. They're not even mine. It's a contact sheet of him. I think it's something the RCA press office gave him some stuff. And it was just a con contact sheet. So it wasn't like, a, it was just reference for the record label. She was giving anything of substance away that wasn't mine. But, and he's got, he's actually not the um, Veronica Lake thing that he has on um, Hunky, uh, on on Hunky, Hunky Dory. Dory yeah. right. I mean, he looks, yes, you go, wow. At that time. Um, but he had just cut his hair when, and he was wearing well, a basic Ziggy thing. So I met him at that point with Ziggy. And... Uh, before the release of Starman, and certainly not long though, not long, like three, four months, but you know, things went really fast. And then I was in America where for that first crazy tour. Was that the first time you came to America? No, I've been a couple of years before. My first wife was Japanese American. Oh. So I came over in 1970. Mm. first and then again in 72 then again I think in 74 and for whatever reason every two years and then again in 76 and that's the one that well in New York the cocaine thing and in the music business was blowing up you know so it was just mad amounts of blow and music there really was yeah and the young ladies were fairly you know evolved <laughs> I can't. Man, if you could put time in a bottle, I'll take a bottle of that. Uh, I'll have three. <laughs> so, how did you tumble into the, you know, the thing? The music? Well, the music and the painting. Yeah. And the painting? I don't, I just, I gravitated towards it when I was a kid. And then I became a professional at it before I left high school. Well, as a... I was a bass player. Oh, right. And I was playing five nights a week in this blues band in Cleveland, making 50 bucks a night in high school. Not so bad back Not then. so... Oh, no, it was amazing. And, uh, yeah, I just never... That was it. I was like, I'm going to do this no matter what. And I still am forging ahead on that road, you know? But these are the weirdest of times, I feel like. What do you think? About well, what, you know what? About what's I haven't, going I haven't on. done a session since early February. And what? How are you dealing with that? You must be. I mean, well, it's a. I do a lot of yoga, and right. now since I've been able to start getting 
massages again. Like yesterday, mm -hmm. massage, cupping, acupuncture. I, don't, I do that every couple of weeks. But then, I mean, I would get massages every day. Mm. Think about if you've done the yoga and the meditation, you get a massage. I've even had it in contracts of mine. That you have Masseuse. to get me a massage. Though. Yes, wow. I prefer a woman. But whatever, I'm getting one anyway. Well, so where's the marijuana? Yeah, let's... <laughs> fucking well, he's, he's, he's a lot let's of promise comes down here. with him. Where's it. the marijuana? We're on episode 100, with and so Mick we're Rock. celebrating with Mick Rock. <laughs> <laughs> the legendary. Yeah. What does it feel like to be so legendary? Did you bring this guy with you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. You know what else I got? Sometimes I'm in legendary and broke, so it's not so fucking cool. Where did I put my bag? That's what I was looking for. Something happened with this gun. Did I leave it in the car? Yeah, maybe go grab it. Are all the photos in that bag? Yeah. Yeah, you should bring it. Well, I mean, the, uh, let me go get it. Whatever. Is the camera still running? Everything's going to run. Yeah, I've got to say. Because you never know. He might come in in a dress. <laughs> Can't really be missing that, do you? I can see him in a dress. Uh, all right, I'm just gonna bring this. I know it's. Where is the best place for you with this guy, so that you feel like you're on it, but it's not blocking you? Yeah, I think you keep that a bit more over there because yeah. he's there. Yeah. So keep it that way a little bit. This way. Yeah. Don't be too anal about this shit. Yeah. No, but just try to try to. Just try to, I know. Can thing. you try? I can hear you, it's fine. Yeah. The house is quiet, which is a bonus. That's part of the reason I got this house. Yeah. Well, it was because well, awesome. <laughs> awesome. No, but, and it's actually very, you're going to get. Yeah, Joe, ask me why you were in Staten Island. Oh, cheeky monkey. I know, my friend got me this for a present. Co-signed by both of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because show it, show he it only co-signed co about that camera. 650. Oh, that's a beautiful what book. book is, oh, Transformer. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah. And oh, it's Lou, man. It's Lou, the best. Joe was friends Lou. with Lou. Oh, I didn't know Lou that. So yeah, much, yeah. I, th I, I would think Lou would... I mean, Lou's fussy. <laughs> you could yeah, say that. But I would... Um, Where did you meet him? I could him? see Lou like... I well, met we, him. Yeah, we got all... We would go, yeah. to, go to those meetings together and hang out. Oh, the drug meetings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he, but he's did Chai Chi all these years. Yeah. I guess so, he did it on the day he died. Probably. Chai Chi was pretty wild. Where he's, did you meet uh, him, Mick? Well, I actually met him in London probably just a few days before the Transformer performance. Really? Yeah. Well, it was the first time I think he played outside of America. Oh, really? Yeah. And he had a band called The Tots. It was just a pickup band, somebody got in Long Island. Because, I mean, he hadn't, hadn't had the Velvet Underground. What were they called? The Tots. The Talks? The, the Tots. Tots. Yeah, it was, there was the, 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 the guitar tux. player, looked very like you, and he had the long hair. Definitely. Hey, you know what? I asked Lou one time what I should name a band, uh, a rock band. I was starting. He said, "Coos, Coos, Coos." Isn't that funny? It is funny. Well, <laughs> the, what's even funnier with Lou is is hearing some of his f first recordings. I mean, 
It's much more known now, but I'm sticking with you. Yeah, he wrote for the Brill Building thing. Or yes. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If that was the first performance of Transformer, he played that way before the album came out? He came over to record the album with Bowie uh, and Mick Ronson. Right, because the artwork is, is yours, and yeah. that was an early... Well, it was, uh, yes, because it wasn't released. It was certainly released in the autumn. Mm -hmm. But I shot that in, I think, in June of 72. So it wasn't that long, the gestation. Uh, the same place you shot the cover of Raw Power, right? Not only the same place. For many years, for all, forever, I obviously knew they were shot in the same place. Although there was seating for Iggy, strangely enough, but not for Lou. But um, What do you mean, seating? for? Well, there was some seating. You can see in some of my Iggy pictures. Oh, there was seating. I get it. There were a few seats. You have a carb on the side there. What? Carb. I'll have to put my finger on it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 101 with Joseph Arthur. Man, how I didn't know I'd have to explain that to Mick Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I think he thinks I'm a fucking degenerate. Nah, I'm about man. I'd say, you know what I do? Like I think you're a shaman. It sounds like the same thing uh, to me. Exa it is exactly the same thing. <laughs> but yesterday, not only did my... 10-minute headstand, yoga workout, a, a brain machine meditation, and a chance. Uh, this is my wild day. So yesterday, get up, do my... Um, I would do the 10-minute headstand, the workout, the chance. You're still doing 10-minute headstands? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, Let's do it. Can we do a 10-minute headstand after this or not? When it's done, maybe. Uh, I could see that you could. Well, we but could it might be a bit... Yeah. I'll come, like I'll, a, come, I'll come over to your place. Or what about a two mi or one minute headstands or a but, but, 30 seconds? Before, before headstands, uh, can we go back to Lou? No, we're, we're going. He's okay. still talking. But yeah. I, I can't. This is beautiful. Yeah, we're going there. Just let him talk. <laughs> no, don't bring him along. No, no, no don't bring <laughs> him along. <laughs> this guy. I have a sweet spot for Lou, too. And it's just like oh, any stories. Listen to her. We, we always, we always. No, but Lou was. Lou was a shaman. No, Lou was a shaman. Oh, Lou was definitely a shaman. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. You're right. He was. He was not your regular boy next door. No, he was incredible. He, I have pictures over a longer period of time. Loads of pictures. Yeah, it's only a bit that's in the book, but he. Oh, and of course, I have a tape of him when I interviewed him. Have you seen Shot? Have I heard that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you Is heard bits on? of like... Okay, I've later. seen yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That came out like a year ago or something or more, right? No, it came out about... I think it... Cause it was I think it, I went uh, to the premiere of it. You Didn't might you have. Do, uh, Tribeca. Tribeca, right, at that Roxy Hotel, right? Wasn't there... A, no, although the, I had a night at the Roxy. That wasn't the launch. The launch was at the Tribeca. I think I went to that Roxy one. Yeah. More intimate. Yeah. Yes. And, um, but it, it, uh, I think, I suppose this, you know, this moment I, I had met him, I saw him shot him and David at, at, uh, oh, the, this famous hall, but I can't, because the, what you, you just gave me, darling, is affecting me brain. I know, know? me too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right with you. Don't bring him over either. If I just send the equipment. <laughs> And, um, but from the beginning, and then 
Oh, that's right. I mean, in those days, I used to do my own developing and printing. Right. I couldn't afford to pay anybody. Oh, right. And so that was like the cover was a misdevelop, right? The Transformer? Well, the, the initial one, I'm sure the final one, was it fell out of focus in the printing. Didn't really notice it till I put it in the developer. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, oh, that's interesting. It was one of the pictures that Lou had wanted to see. And... Um, but I printed it out the straight version and out of focus. And of yeah. course, in those days, you used to have different degrees of softness and hardness. You didn't all this jiggery pokery that goes on today, all this mystical stuff up there. Right. That stuff that's like the virus. I mean, the internet's like a virus, isn't it? It is, man. It's wild. It's unbelievable. Isn't it? I do I have been known to express a preference for the earlier days because you. You could be very hard to find. The mystique was... The, I think that's what people ask me about. Do you think they get the the modern, have the same aura? And I see it's probably hard to, because when the, there was so little media... Mm-hmm. Your imagination could fill in so much. They became in their... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... Um, the, that's that fucking marijuana, man. It's great. I love it's what, very I, naughty. I love what no, you're I talking to, about. I have to talk to your mother about this. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you her number. <laughs> I bet she's a very tolerant woman. Yeah. yeah. Well, she comes from West Virginia. I don't know quite what that means. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're, you're, I think of you as a New Yorker, not your accent, but yeah. certain people... I mean, there's a lot of weird places in America. Yeah. But a lot of great people, and then they want to come. They want to go to LA, or they want to come here. I think the best ones come here. Thank you. I agree. It's an edge on it. I feel like a New Yorker through and through. I've been there for over twenty years. Uh, I'm considering getting an RV though, and taking like a long road trip in the next like uh, before to... before winter hits. Because I, I, in case they try to lock us down again, I don't want to be there. Because I did the whole thing in the East Village so far. I've been in a, a little apartment in the East Village. That's where I've done the whole thing. What, this whole? This whole thing, yeah. Oh, oh <coughs> when you Season did. of quarantine <laughs> or whatever, you know. Well, it is... I mean, it's not... What have I been doing? I've been licensing pictures, selling a lot of prints. And doing well, art, like right... Oh, new, yeah. New art, Come right? on, Mick. Get it out. Get well, it look, out. get it out, man. Yes, don't. I mean, we've smoked some weed. Now it's time to get it out, this right? Is, this is. <laughs> I have to tell you, one more. You're forgetting about the carb. Can won't, I? It won't work. No, let it just go. I want to make a comment about what you said. Okay. About, right. about, about him creating the vision because there was very little we're gonna media. Go, we're going to go back there. Though. No, how the images develop. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I get credited with a lot of things that I don't know. Unless, Sometimes you were I the wasn't only one there. Thinking I'm what creating. Oh, no, I was just going to give the example like, of the, like, like the last about. Bowie show, the last Ziggy show. Yeah. Since he was the only photographer there, which is insane. So the visions that everyone had of, 72 those, and of 73. those times were through his eyes and he shaped it because he was the only one there taking pictures. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like a, you know, this big deep thing it. about it. My brain was mostly over here, although these were people I really liked personally. And had relationships with, but I wasn't... You're like one of them, though. That's the thing about yeah. you. You're like, you're one of them that took the camera. 
I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, and they were somehow all comfortable with me. That's because uh, you're one of them. You're like a cosmic... Well, the spirit, You're yes. a cosmic freak. And to be honest with you, they, most of them didn't have much money back then. It was the early days. I mean, even, you know, with royalties, once Ziggy OK started selling, but that wasn't... Uh, you don't get your your royalties soon after. Sellers takes a year back then, take a year or two to come down the pike. Mm. So that was all done on smoke and mirrors. So you created the atmosphere stuff for so much of what we think of as rock and roll. I didn't. You did. No. <laughs> He's accusing yeah, me of the most horrific things, officer. No, it wasn't my fault, and I didn't do it. And if I did do it, I'm denying it anyway. Can you like, especially when you think about these days and age, like, can you believe how lucky you were to be in where you were when you were there and all that? Because it's stuff? too late for that ever. So that it'll kind, never happen again. That freedom. I yeah. mean, it's only you got no. that freedom, which really the only one in the room. It's just well, never gonna happen. Yeah, not like that. No, it'll happen different. It'll be its own thing. Like my yeah, yeah. RV trip's gonna be like my Jack Kerouac on the road. Yeah, but in the Mad Max days, but. Yeah. Never mind. In your that. in your way. Though. Yeah. That's so it. how did you capture that atmosphere? Did you were you conscious I think of it, were I you conscious of it or were you no. just going shooting from the hip? No, it wasn't even I think I was just because of the yoga that I'd started doing although not when I shot those first Sid Barrett pictures, but by the time David and Lou and Iggy came along. Yes. Um but it, it it's um Wait, not when you shot the Sid Barrett pictures? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, no, Oh, no. you weren't into yoga yet? No, but from 70 onwards I was. That's 50 years. Okay, so it's, what got you into yoga? I was, I suppose something was going on inside of me because of the acid. I mean, I'm just a, just a poor boy from Shepherd's Bush. I mean, but every, you think about those English rockers. Yeah. David, what was his, a PR guy. Uh, I think Iggy. I mean, they're not Pete Townsend. They're all. Um, it was England was. You know, remember that's not that far after the war. Mm. So it's still basically a depressed country, and that may be what stimulated the imagination so much. That's why you got so much of it come out of England, and also they were busy copying, and they weren't. Have you right? Yeah, because like, unlike the Americans, they didn't realize. That the stuff was here, all that blue shit. Like, whereas the English, they're going, let's fucking we have a bit of that. Yeah. And give it that edge. And, you know, they slipped past the Americans for they a really, while. They really did. It's like so many bands from such a small area. Unbelievable. That are like the uh, top level, you know. The legendary. The yeah. legendary. Even yeah. when you get to ACDC, as yeah. far as selling records... They're fucking massive. No, you're right. It's unbelievable. The English have. I like have AC. Something. I liked ACDC. America's more get the Mavericks like Bob Dylan or Jimi Hendrix or like you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Bob, Iggy Pop. You know. They they're more. There's a more primal quality to them, mate. Yeah, it's just that American spirit is that like you know just like the sort of outlaw but renegade. It's a more primal spirit. thing, I think. What do you mean by that? Well, it's more. You know, it's not like. A sophisticated England could get more sophisticated even when it was knocking things off yeah well, more up here and Americans are more down there yeah although I think the Brits learned what down there was about as it yeah. moved on a bit 
So you're saying in general, Americans have more going on down there? Not that I've got bigger dicks, darling. That's not what I'm claiming. (laughs) (laughs) That was said by an American. (laughs) Wait, say it again? That was said by an American. No, the thing. Not that I got a bigger dick? Uh, Probably it slipped out, darling. Oh, was that said by an American? I'm trying to think. Was it said by an American? Or was it just said by you just now? Might have been just said by me right now. But sometimes... Sometimes I've been known, if I'm looking for a quote to slip into a book, I have been known to have, a, you know, get a great, you know, Eugenie de Exupere or some, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> and like a quote. A quote. A beautiful, perfect quote for the situation. Attribute it to this. And that enhances it even more. It does. Know? It gives it this whole I've dimension. I've seen people take them and actually use them in articles. Yeah. I, I don't... Whatever. I mean, it's it's playful. Yeah. And he's been... And the author that's, that's getting credit for something he didn't do. Yeah. That's all right. It keeps him in the modern spirit. Okay, I got two things I'm thinking about. Look at that. When you talk about yoga, like he was a yogi. And, and, but he wasn't doing yoga. That was just his fucking body. That's crazy. At 72, remember? Yeah. That was the year. And you had not only, well, the starters was really all the young dudes. Uh-huh. Oh. That was the first to emerge, which, of course, it was it was a rescue job. Mark the Hoople. Mark the Hoople. Right, but that's a David Bowie song too, right? He wrote it, uh-huh. but he also produced the album with Mick Ronson. Right. And um, Ian Hunter, yeah. I think, has got tinnitus because he was. they were going to actually do another Mark the Hoople, so God bless him. I saw, him, I saw him recently. He's still yeah, amazing. City still amazing. Yeah. Well, he is, yeah, that's he, why I saw him. Yeah, I was there. He's amazing. It's unbelievable. Still. Well, he, the thing with him was, in that summer of 72, when the gathering of the forces, and you've got, um, and you've got, um, I mean, Sid was already gone, although David was obsessed with Sid. Interesting. Really? And we connected. Is that how you connected with David, through Sid? No, Sid didn't know. No, but I mean, no. through David seeing your work with Sid, if he was obsessed yeah, with Sid. Yeah, may, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But he was. <laughs> he definitely was. What? Fact, Obsessed? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sid was very important to him. And, of course, he did do a recording of C. Emily Play yeah. on pinups. Amazing. Which was the second Pink Floyd single, because they put out a couple of, uh, of uh, what's uh, Arnold Lane was a strange fellow. Do you know Arnold no. Lane? Is that a Sid song? Yeah, it's a Sid Pink was, Floyd song. What was Sid like? He's so. Like, I really liked him. He was not. I know he was. Well, he was. You know, I took an acid trip with him just you before. Did? I That's took incredible. Psychedelic pictures of him, and he, and he was fine. From the Madcap laughs that yeah. that album cover, and you yeah. guys were tripping when you took that. No, a couple no. of weeks beforehand. Ah, oh. probably wouldn't have been smart to have been. You know, yeah, wouldn't have even maybe not really known what I was holding. Right. Well, if you microdose, you could you can do that. You should yeah, try microdosing. Yeah, they weren't so controlled though the dosages back then. So lots of acid. You didn't know what. Yeah, that's the same way it is now, really. Is it? I yeah, I mean, like I haven't had. You know, when I last had any kind of acid, I think it was seventy-two. For real? 
It's, oh, gone, yeah, it's all had, over the place now some, again. You can get some. I had some mushrooms. I can get in you fact, some. In fact, Joe has some in his backpack. I mean, I could have brought you a hit. <laughs> no, let us not. What else is in that backpack? Get totally Joe? out of all of them. No, but so what? So interesting, like that you would like be hanging out with Sid on that level and like tripping together. Do you think that thing? Well, we only took the one trip. Okay, but still, that can be an intense experience. It was. It was actually a lot of fun. Right. He, he wasn't like people all know. Well, I think he was at times, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit off the wall. But I didn't see it. I think he knew me in a different way. What would you guys do? Play. Well, a lot of young people just play music. Uh-huh. I mean, what television was nothing in particular. Right. Maybe a couple of comedy shows. What was he listening to? I tell you what, he liked jazz. Jazz. Well, remember, and for the rest of his life he did paint. Great story about Sid. One is he started out as an artist. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to his music, it, he's playing like a painter. Right. And improvising like a painter. And... um yeah, he, he. Uh, oh, what was it now? Or did you, I'm blaming the drugs for it? Okay. I, yeah, just I, blame. He said he was listening to jazz. Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> Somebody, if you, I don't know if you know the picture of him, <laughs> of him with the record player. Uh huh. And then you can see there's a record a bit back a bit. So it's is not that bit. from the Madcap Laughs? Thing? Yes. Yeah, that. That that's a great, that's the famous one. I yeah. love that stuff, man. It's amazing that you did that. And uh, well, it was you know the thing is technically it was a bit. It was lit. I think it was daylight film because uh, it was a little bit faster. Remember, it's all thirty five. It's all. It's yeah. It's got a weird quality to it. And, and it was the wide angle lens. It was push processed, and it was a like a you know like. Uh, like that up there, but you see that with a with a photo flood reflector, the silver lamp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was just like that. So it was not any mm. sophisticated lighting, you know. Right. And and I had to push process them, which gave it more of that painterly effect. Yeah. The grain. I did a lot of push processing in those days where I didn't have a light meter. I could roughly guess what the exposure would be and then i'd take it to my lab and they do a clip test and on the basis of that but i didn't i you won't find a pic there is one picture of me um oh yeah i wonder where that book is um there is one picture of me it fucking went straight to the slipstream again, darling. You It'll know. happen. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great encourager. You're talking uh, about. Uh, you were talking about the push process thing. Oh yeah, Sid the Barrett, push process. Picture of you yeah. So you, and I learned early oh, on. Jazz, jazz was in there somewhere. Have to know too much about photography, right? And you didn't really know that much about it, right? I mean, no, I didn't. Know. You see, there's a couple of images before that stuff, and there, there is one I'm gonna put in the book of this i'd have to show it to you love to see it don't you think it helps to not know everything and to like be more like just visceral and 
Also, the happy accidents that happen. I'm from... not sure I like that in politicians, but mm. in I thought you didn't system... want to talk about politics, darling. <laughs> well, that's as, uh, that's as close as we're going to get. Okay. Don't come around to my house being weird. Hey, you'll like this one. Oh, very good. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. Mm, Have a look. Well, I'm going to get. Wow. That's beautiful. And that's incredible. And and then I'm going to show you some more. Whoa, dude! You can looks like drugs, mate. Bro, that is insane. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. So I'm starting. Oh my god, those are great. Are you going to print those huge like this? Size? Yeah, people want me to do all kinds of stuff, but it's a weird time. That's that's awesome. I have you been doing that for how long? Long time, but look, but I'll show you. It's all been a bit different depending on when I did it. I get into... You could do like an Andy Warhol thing with that. Make, make them big and put them up in a museum. Oh, look. It's another one. That's etched like the uh, the Elvis Just one. Just show it this way, man. That's yeah. awesome. Great. Oh, this, this is how long I've been doing. That's me 25 years ago. Surrounded by a bunch of the big ones. Mm. That you're doing etches on. Yeah, I mean, where did you it come from? I don't similar. know. Really. Look, how about that's that? That's awesome. What is that, a guitar? Psychedelic guitar. Yeah, that's that's great. I've got... I don't even know. So how do you do it, mate? I don't fucking know. <laughs> you don't, I've seen your paintings. If you're telling me you have it very worked out before you go in, yeah. I'd know you were a lying bastard. Because yeah, I, I know you start something and then, you, and then it goes. And then it goes nuts, yeah. And, it, and when one says it, that other force takes over. Yeah. I always think it's like, it's going, like catching a wave. Going into the magic garden, just slipping in while yeah. no one's looking almost. Yeah. And they're, oh yeah, look, it's not all. The personality stuff. That's like a, yeah, a ding dong, whatever you want to call it. Right, it's abstract. I suppose it is. Oh, it is. Is is another one of Bowie. I was thinking of that Warhol Elvis with a gun. Yeah, that's insane. That. Those are great. Now this. Have is, you ever printed those up like that size? No, because people. Well, the photography. They offer me shows. They don't know quite. I mean, dude, if you did like a major photo exhibit and just had those blown up big, like yeah. 40 by 60 size, that kind of thing, that would be like the most insane show. Which People one? would flip out over that. You know what that is called? It's hard because it's... it's sh Look, over there. Oh, yeah. That's ground zero. Oh, wow. You see all the blood and the flames and That's the cool. eyes... Yeah, it's. But I, I did it. I mean, this was done post. Certainly, the early days were done. Uh, the early work in my. I thought there was more. Mitch. Oh, that's uh, mm. a queen contact sheet. Yes. And why not? And there's Hedwig, my friend. And there's queen contact sheet. That's uh, yeah. Did a bunch of. But rock, rock and roll, Kate Moss, you know. Yeah. Not, not that kind of. That's wild. It's. Uh, I'm trying to find 
anything that might. Uh, but that, Sid did all the scratching on that. In oh, fact, if you see my Sid Barrett book, um, they turn this into a cover. And then Sid. People offer me a lot. I said, fucking sell it to you. Where am I going to get another? If you were to give me a million dollars, can I go around the corner next week and buy one for a million dollars? There's actually only one of them. So when I really get hit a broke period, and we're hoping that's not going to be around. track of all the photos you took and know where everything is. And I don't know where... I know how to locate. We are getting Paddy's up and we get a bit more organised. The raw material, the prints and the chromes and the dupes and whatever. I've got boxes so that everything... Well, I suppose it's all part of establishing the value. You know, well, Mick's, uh, Mick's saying goodbye. What are we going to do with this lot? So, I mean, I have, um, you know, Patty gets it all anyway, but she doesn't want to get a fucking mix. Matt, he's left me all this madness. And you go, oh, fuck it. Because I've been offered, you know, serious money, but it's... Um, I might, I'm considering certain things, but because of this pandemic things. Right. And I can't shoot, you know. Yeah. But I've been stirring, I've been doing things with prints, but but I can't shoot. So but is I've it been, leaving more time to do artwork like well, this and stuff like that now that you're not shooting? Yeah, but I'm only not shooting because of the virus. Right. This doesn't rely on, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it might look like there's a virus in there, but at least it's in it, the artwork. Yeah. I'm, um, I don't know, really. I mean, th there's a certain, comp you must have it. There's a certain compulsive thing, which probably implies a huge primal insecurity, mm -hmm. is that you need to do shit. Yeah, because otherwise, then you get your nervous systems off, and yeah. you're not, and then people think you're getting grumpy. And you're either busy being born or you're busy dying. Exactly. You got to keep pushing forward. It's like that's it. It's a it's, compulsion. Yeah. It is. It is. It's survival it's too. It's survival. Like yeah, well, it pays the bills. That, but also just psychological survival. We need goals. We need like, in a way, like you know this whole thing is like affecting humans in that way of making more and more people feel like there's no purpose or there's no point. And I think that's one of the biggest dangers going on right now. And that's what I'm trying to just promote is like, keep, keep going. Like just, uh, you know, create you're, you're, a purpose. You're promoting certifiable lunacy. If, if I may point that out to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You won't be taking a lot of credit for that. I don't think so. Right. What? Certain. <laughs> Promoting what? Going apeshit? No, absolute raving lunacy. Right. You know? On the other hand, it has a certain appeal t for me, personally. Yeah. But you know... The, what kind of lunacy are you talking about? The lunacy of what? Of he, don't, he doesn't even know it, does he? <laughs> I don't. You mean like what? Just like making goals and stuff like that? No, I mean, it's not like you foam at the mouth, and nor do I. But right. It's just that your brain is... Is a bit over. I mean, not that we don't all have to deal with accounting, mm. you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, the IRS owe me. I've been so, so straight. 
and yeah. pay taxes all the time. But what it does mean is that when the taxes are done, it's like you you built up a bit of a savings because right. you inevitably overpay, you know. Yeah. So, um, so there's nothing wrong with money. What yeah. I learned when I got out of I mean, I always knew you needed some lubrication. It's, um, but it's a way of, I tend to interact a lot in terms of making money with what comes to me rather right. than me. I mean, I can open a door and the like. Um, but as you say, it's just all flowed up until this point. Probably. It will up until I hit the hospital bed the first time. Yeah. And then I remember laying in that bed. It was in the doctor's hospital here, which, which where they didn't do surgery. It was actually in four hospitals. And I remember thinking, oh, so this is what it was all leading up to. You can't move in a hospital bed and you're broke. You don't own anything. You were broke at the oh, time? Oh, it was, you know, he not busy being born. Is, busy I, I, being. I wasn't trying. And when they told me, oh, you nearly died, Mick, you think, I always thought that. Why, were, so, you, no, why were you broke at that time? Because I was out of my mind. Oh, you were on drugs still? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Not heroin, not alcohol. And now you stay, like, how have you, like, did you ever go to any program to quit? Or did I, I you did just... for a while, but I didn't. One was I was never going to sit up and, like, throw confession to the wind. Yeah. It didn't appeal to me. And, you know, won the interval. Everybody rushed to get a cup of coffee and a cigarette. Yeah. And certainly cigarettes were no longer part of my life. Right. Because they were... They maybe have been the results of things like cocaine and speed, but they were the corroding influence. That's why cigarettes... In the they go run. with it, like white on rice with coke and cigarettes and totally. all that. It's like, yeah, and if you're staying up for five days just chain-smoking, that shit, like... Imagine one could do that back you. then. Imagine what it would cost you nowadays if you stayed up, stayed up for days on end smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I mean... Whatever. Did you ever like get into prayer or any kind of thing like that to help you get sober? Did you ask for help on a spiritual level or anything like that? Uh, I actually, what are you up to, Michael? Are you in or you're out? Because I was whisper something in your ear. You if were you're, if you're, you're not fucking coming up here. So I thought I needed to stay around. No, no, I don't. I, I think the near death experience was was the worst thing and the best thing that ever happened in my life, you know. It did, uh, whatever, and it freed me up from the past in a way. Why? Well, because your electromagnetic circuit gets broken heavily and when they cut you open, and, you know, there was blood flying around and it definitely, I mean, it, organically and then mentally, pain. Pain is, is a power, very powerful, I find, or I have found, when it comes to wisdom. And it's certainly very good keeping you from doing the things you shouldn't be doing and thinking more about the salads and the veggie burgers. And I never ate meat either. I mean, I was never... My problem was not eating enough. 
That was I'm not drinking enough water. Oh. How so? How has pain led to wisdom in your case, or with the case of your near death experience? Well, I was never gonna. I was that was it. I was never gonna do another line, and I never did. And wow. I was never gonna smoke another a cigarette. Strong motivator. It was, and I was strong. certainly wasn't gonna do any fucking speed. Right. Oh, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like a debate do you that was it did you do you communicate with an external force like do you say can you please help me with this or do you ever do that well sometimes i empty myself out mm -hmm. and then when it start when you let it all go with mantras or however you do it mm -hmm. then when it comes back in it comes back in fresh right and you can get a different perspective yeah and that's what all this and then yeah being born is definitely dying you got to keep rebirthing I think that's the other thing learning that you can have a number of different sequential lives and yeah that's for sure with me and you rebirth I love this idea and, and just to take in all that oxygen right when you say that it's like so enlightening, man. <laughs> yes, you, you are. Just you are doing a, it. You are it a shaman. a state of enlightenment. Huh? And it's not complicated. No, it's not. I did a deep act. Oh, my God. That was mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I recommend rewinding the podcast at this point <laughs> and then breathing like Mick and I were just breathing. But the other thing is, not and, didn't overdo it, is... Holding the breath. This is the greatest 100th episode of this <laughs> podcast possible. It's just, I love it. <laughs> Still holding the breath. Still holding it. Holding it, holding it, holding it. Keeps I you could young. carry on, but I think... How high do you want to get, Mick? You right. Know, yeah. You know, we have to scrape you off the ceiling later. Yeah. But that's, I remember doing a Deepak Chopra one and talking mm -hmm. to him about different, did a whole thing and uh, showing pictures, you know, and um, then I lit into, you, know, you want to get high? Let's get high. Right now, and I started with that whole thing. Are oh, you said that to you deep? Are, no, I said because uh, and they were flashing more? all more? this rock and roll stuff on, you <laughs> know. So you look, right now, uh, typical more? degenerate. But um, uh, oh, it's funny. Yeah, the breathing. It's, I mean, you want to get it's important. 
Did you ever read that book James Nestor just put out called Breathe? Oh, I like the sound of it. Yeah, it's all about breathing. I started checking it out, and it's like the importance of like actually breathing through your nose and stuff Bingo. like that. Like I never really knew that before. Oh yeah. So so it was the acid and the yoga that got you kind of into this, and then putting that together with the photography is like. It's well, interesting. It, well, the, that's the spirit of rock and roll. It has that yoga, yogi well, sensibility to it. The for whole me, way. the yoga. I think in a way, singers are kind of natural yogis because their their lungs are always working. You know. Yeah, just being conscious of your breathing puts you in the well, moment. Which you have to be. Yeah. If you're going to sing, you can't lose yeah. track of the thread of the song. That's true. I mean, you can improvise, but you still. Now, I've often thought that about singers, that they they get that other thing, which most people, including me, doesn't get, unless, like whenever I'm going to do a session, part of my build-up, besides the massage, right. is, um, is um, you know, the yoga, the chanting, the meditation, the, uh, and then the massage. And what do you chant? Oh, oh, you mean like Gobindi Mukendi Udari Apari Hariyang Kariyang Nilnami Akami? I mean, that, there's num. That's the one I do regularly, but I also do the uh, what are they called? The Prosperity Chant, which is very simple, but it's a hand mudra too. Har, 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 har. But anyway, har, 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 har. But your tongue has to hit the back of your teeth. I do that for ten for nine minutes every day, yeah. The tongue hits the back of the teeth. What are you saying though? Just basically you wrote it H A R. H A R. Yeah, you roll the R at the end. Yeah. I'm going to send you. I'm sending you a bill for three and nine print starting. Now, and what does that do? What does that? For? Just do it. No, but what's that mantra for? Is prosperity? It's a prosperity. And the, the Kundalini Yoga people are interesting. Yeah, I'm, they, I'm interested in that. Well, that's what I've been doing for years. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, mixed in with a bit of half of that. Uh, okay, but definitely. The, um, and also, you know, all this stuff is all like, yeah. Ah, and then you grip your anus, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's important to grip the anus. Yeah, yeah. Not only does it prevent dirty old men I'm from I'm doing it right the- now, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> hey, but have you ever uh, practiced like semen retention and all that stuff? Because yeah. that's all in line with that. Yeah. I don't yeah. do it nowadays. In my yeah. youth, I did it a lot. I, I do. Because you thought you were like, you know, a clever bugger. Yeah, well, you get yeah. that extra energy. Yes. Don't yeah. give it all away to them young ladies, if you don't mind me saying so. <laughs> don't give it all <laughs> Not all of it. No, you got you to gotta launch podcasts with it. This guy. <laughs> we should, if we went to a monastery together, yeah. we, we could probably levitate. Yeah, I think so. Because levitate, and also teleport. David, you see... He only told me why I did some teleporting. David Bowie? Yeah, between what? He London and, and the Sammy Ling. It was this Buddhist place up in Scotland. 
they had come over when the Chinese had driven them out of, um, Tha was it Thailand? No. Vietnam? The Buddhists. No, but the Buddhists. Oh. Uh, Buddhists. Uh, Tibet? Tibet. Tibet. <laughs> there you go. Guys, yes. Because right. yes. <laughs> he's not busy being born, he's getting stoned. Busy getting high. <laughs> so, wait, yeah. what, so David well, well, Bowie? He, he talked about that, and I knew about. There's a very good early book I read. On. He talked about teleportation, that's mm -hmm. what you're saying? Yeah, I, I, I did it once when I was in, uh, but it was in a less... Maybe one could sneak there because... What it, do you mean you teleported? Like you literally, well, you, like you Star Trek in, style? you actually two paces at once. How'd you do it? Well, it's, you've kind of got to have a certain intuition for it too, I think. Because it was, I didn't study to get there. I got there. And um, it's... Um, like... There's you, a lot like, of ways of... Really, you think you were in two places at once? I like, was at Cambridge, yeah. I was. I remember laying down in my room there. I remember it very. And where were you in the other place? What was the other place? It was familiar to me. I do remember that, but I can't remember what the place was. Ah. It's a long time ago. So you think that happened for real, but not just in your imagination? I think it happened in both places. Wild. Happened in both, but why can't it happen if you say, I mean, it can be most of my life has smacked of a certain. You know, and not always comfortable, but of this, um, it doesn't really have a logic necessarily. I don't think, I think a lot of people's, a lot of people's, I think we all look for a logical answer. Yeah. And we never get them. But things can happen, and good things can happen. But then, yeah, not so good things happen. And then, he not busy being born is fucking busy dying in some way, shape, or form. Yeah to get through it let me um, you don't think we ever get an answer for any logical answer or anything not in in that way yeah i think it's like i don't know how to put it it's like you know it's just that moment of sartori maybe when you're in your way out where someone sticks their finger up your bum and that will be the force that will be doing and it. that's the whole answer and that's the whole point that's the answer was well in the answer is, is in your reaction to it yeah what it, how it makes you feel but also at that moment in time god your reaction is everything like uh i practice ho'oponopono as my superpower to to deal with the burdens of life it's the i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you mantra Mm. and it it cleanses all like the, like especially if you feel like somebody's wronged you or something it kind of cleanses it, it, the it air it means you don't whine no and you're yeah. taking full responsibility yeah. for everything that landed in your field of consciousness where I fucked up was and then, where I fucked up and then you like just release everything and it's the power of forgiveness which then enables because uh, you forgive yourself in, well that's the hardest part right you know but that's, know you that's, get, a, that's a there, daily work yeah we can just sit and you go it's very hard to forgive you, Mick, because you're such a fucking jerk-off. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to forgive you? I don't know. But I don't think I've done... I mean, I can think of a number of areas of blame. Um, but I don't think... She didn't see your mum at the end of her life. That's the one thing that haunts me a bit. But she was way over in Somerset, and I couldn't get there. Right. It was... So that, 
is in my head. Mm-hmm. And we had had, no, it was better by the end because it was just a phone relationship. But, but still. A complicated relationship. Yes, it yeah. was. And, not, and listen, I didn't have, no one beat me as a child and mm. nobody, there was and David Rock, who was my adoptive father, was a fabulous person. So there was, it was no, and I was encouraged. And, but I think there was, I remember them saying I was a difficult birth because I was long and my mother's short. Mm. And her two other children are quite short too. But, um, but who knows what happens in the birth process. I'm not blaming her or anything. I just, you know, you figure out where this thing came from but she encouraged me. She, you know, she didn't really do anything wrong. It's about the interplay of sensibilities, you know. I couldn't say she did anything wrong. Interplay of sensibilities. Yeah. It's what? like you and me, like, you know. Just different creations. Yeah, but not bad. No. And you're not my mother. <laughs> I want to report. <laughs> I know you've applied. I read. Yeah. You applied for the job. <laughs> I thought he might be a bit young to be my mother. <laughs> I know he wants it. I want it, but you yeah. know, not all of us can. Exactly. I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you is if they're going to bust you for possession of marijuana based on this. I think it's a gesture of couthness. So, thank you. I should share with you. So you like that? So you're trying to figure out where you said I'm trying to figure out where it came from. What's the it you're creating? Well, the thing, it, yeah, it. that where did that come from? There was no sign of it in my family or any. There was just no. There was no visual sense. What, what did they do? I think Dave. Oh, they were very like. They like, but very peasanty. Basically, they not didn't come from any. But they were hardworking. There was not a. And they were kind people. What'd they do for a living? David worked for the civil service. Mm-hmm. He eventually became a manager. And my mother did part-time jobs. Interesting. And, and you grew up in Shepherd's Bush? Um, or where'd you grow up? Well, I did grow up. Uh, just up from the Shepherd's Bush roundabout. That was the first seven years of my life. Mm. But do you know Shepherd's Bush? Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. I played Shepherd's Bush Empire before. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I love well, it there. That's where that cool rock and roll hotel is right there, too. I forget what it's called. You mean the Columbia? I don't know if that's what it's called, but the one Bowie like shot, or the you know the Ziggy Stardust picture. Yeah, of course. R- there's a hotel, hotel there. I forget what it's uh, called. But Rock and Roll Hotel. Rock and Roll yeah. Hotel. I mean, how did it get to all this? That's what I'm gonna, when things say people going to be. Is it going to be normal? Yeah. It was never that normal. Nothing's normal, yeah. Yes, yeah, so and what's your judgment? What's your barometer yeah. for what is normal? Well, there's obviously people with different barometers because because they tell you. Yeah. Wait, so the first seven years were in London, and then what? No, and then, then we moved to a council estate um, up on Putney Heath. Okay. And... And then I, I, I went to, you know, like any, I was good at exams. So I went, I went to an English public school. And then I took my, whatever they were, the GCEs. And then I got a scholarship 
to Cambridge, to Cambridge yeah. which is like kind of crazy, right? Isn't that hard to get? Well, it, it was, but the, for whatever reason, in my year at that school, they, there was seven, and that was a big deal. I mean, it was a grammar school, and it was a serious one, but that I think we got seven or eight of us went to Oxford or Cambridge. Mm. That was their measurement. Mm. You know, it was England in in the late 60s. You go, well, yeah. if you can get to Oxford or Cambridge... It's the idea of those places too. And also, they're Masonic. You know, they have, they're not, yes, they do have amazing choirs. And there's, a, there's of course, an overlay of Christianity. But there's a church there around Saxon church that mm. dates back, you know, to the beginning of time. Almost. So it, it's in the, uh, and then I took LSD and saw Lord Byron, scuttling mm -hmm. around the corner with his club foot, you know. How old were you when you first took LSD? Um, I don't know, 19, 18 or 19. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a 15 year old. Right, you know. I was my first time. Yeah, I could see that. 15. Yeah. 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 Something happened very young to him. And I tripped hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did your mom ever like, did she like love your work in the end or did she respect yeah, what I she did? Yeah, I think she thought or? I wasn't serious. Because she thought, you got a scholarship to Cambridge, you're going to do a V. What do you call yourself? A rock and roll photographer or a pop photographer, Michael? No, she didn't. Until I started to come up with these beautiful limited edition books. So certainly she got the Genesis Bowie book that David and I did. But we did that in 2002, I think. 2002, 2003. Then we did another one for Tasha. Until Not then, before he died. But 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 before that, you never really got sort of validated from her. Not really. Right. But the trouble was at that not so long later, she found a reason not to talk to me oh. for for three months. Is I did an interview with somebody. I suppose was you know I mean you do interviews and and I was talking about cocaine. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, this is quite a while ago now. This, this would have been, I don't know, maybe 2008. So, you know, I started to do the interest in photography was coming on stronger and stronger. Yeah, yeah, you I were doing, doing lots of interviews. So, but she saw it and she was encouraging young people to take this rubbish Right. And she wouldn't talk. I mean, she's just a little English lady. Right. And she could be, you know, she right. could like... Uh, but uh, the psychological impact that that relationship has is just so profound and unknowable and unforgettable. It was profound. Yeah. But once I took the LSD, it was gone. The LSD... It freed you. Put me in a whole other place. Yeah. And I was open to so many things. Yeah. And the, and along with it came the photography. Right. How did that happen? I don't know. I liked look. At, I like. I liked the process. Yeah. Were you ever starstruck in the beginning? Well, not really. None of these people were so excessively famous, famous. Yeah. when I first met them. Cultish. But, yeah, they were growing cults though. Um, and that was certainly true, um, true in England. I mean, although they all became very, a lot of them, like from Roxy Music, Queen, 
even a band called Cockney Rebel, who did very well in England and Europe. And since not all, some stuff crosses this way and some cross, but not everything crosses the ocean. Mm -hmm. Either, either musically, popular musically, or or um, or with television. Mm. Right. Look, what what would I wonder what would have had the most repeats in England? Certainly, when I was young, would have been "I Love Lucy." Mm. <laughs> it still it still pops up. Mm -hmm. So I think he was he was the brilliant businessman, Desi Arnaz, from what I can make out. Mm -hmm. They were um, they were the first power couple. Yeah, the trouble is, <laughs> probably not. Desi wandered. No, I think like Douglas Fairbanks, or whatever. Yeah. But basically, yes. Right. As far as the modern world, but he. Um, what were we talking about? Who knows? Being, <laughs> being starstruck, starstruck. Oh no! But I love Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, favorite programs, but she was pretty good. I've, and then I've noticed her in some other like noir films so. yeah and she was a nice looking lady but um so do you think like that whole like thing like not getting the sort of validation or like david bowie had a complicated relationship with his mom it seems mm -hmm. like most people in rock and roll or artists great artists are motivated by this sort of or like, dramatic relationship complex or the lack of a mother which was the case with lennon and mccartney right both their mums died young. Yeah. Yes, who knows what all this does? I mean, yeah. it does something. Definitely. But then you'd have to live inside somebody's trousers all their life to get to understand the changes. And nobody tells the truth. I mean, they tell the truth. I believe mostly what people tell me I believe, unless I have a reason not to believe it. Yeah. And mostly it doesn't matter whether I believe it or not. It's just fun. The fun of the banter. Yeah. It's, um, but I don't think one should, certainly don't think one should lie to get over on somebody. I don't think that, I think that could disturb your sleep, you know? Yeah. To have that. And you see it in people sometimes and you go, and you have fallen for it. Well, you just create bad energy and you're the only one that you know you're affecting others but you're primarily affecting yourself living in yeah. a negative whirlwind where you you that's the whole point of the breathing the meditation the yoga is to take care of the inside and to try to keep the organs yeah the, the, the keep organs it clear and keep your psychological space clear so that like you can bring in love and cultivate it yeah i mean the being open to the spirit of the moment. I, there was a guy, and I talk. That's key. Uh, I talk about um, in the in the doc. You haven't seen the doc. Shot, yet. yeah. You have, uh -huh. but at some point, I talk about um, Stanislavski. If you may know who he is, oh, yeah. like the father of the like of Lee Strasberg, but also a couple of other schools of acting. He was, and I wasn't. Couldn't read photography books I don't bother with that but he's an acting teacher this guy well he look him up Stanislavski Stanislavski he was a Russian I think in the early 20s yeah. and he uh, he was um, a great director right but also teacher and he talked about taking people and mostly it would mean stage actors because he it was well there were 
many films going on, but right. taking people and building the circle of concentration until after a while, the thing does itself what it needs to do. I mean, you're the guide, mm -hmm. but you've evoked the spirit. It's even like, on a session. Through, through concentration. Exactly. Through mental focus. The concentrate. Because what I always think is an illustration. I remember as a kid. I'm sure kids do it now and you can do it. Is you can take a magnifying glass and you can put it onto like a leaf or a mm. bit of grass and you yeah, can I burn it. I do that. Yeah. By, yeah, I think most kids did it. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It was so, uh, that was part of my thing. Yeah. And um, so that philosophy you brought to photography, what he taught but, you. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, you didn't just let the process happen, keep, keep it moving and, and you can just, you know, move it around and then you can start to pick it off, you know. Just pluck, mm -hmm. pluck them out of the, out of the air. Like yeah. by doing that. Yeah. Well, it's there. Ding dong, ding dong. You know. Bing. Yeah. Whatever, and then you talk, and whatever comes out comes out. You're not trying to control anyone's persona, but you're just trying to, you know, move it around to see what we can find. Right. Like you don't know. Going in, I know some photographers basically do a similar lighting. Me. I've always, I come out of the music game, so I never thought there was only one style. So mm. I, with people talk about style, what's your style? I don't yeah. think I have a style, yeah. but I have an attitude. Mm. And not, can be, you know, a lot of things, or it can be more laid back, or it, it, it varies depending on the circumstance and the subject. Mm -hmm. But the key thing, I think, is to go in to a session open, whatever you've been fed, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, you know the person, you know what they look, you've seen, they've said things. But, um, and they're in the present. They're here and now. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking image or this or that. You don't, it's not necessary because you'll see things as you go along, especially with angles and mm -hmm. faces. You know, what works best? And you realize some people, and, and what is that image, you know? And I mean, you think of Lou, everybody thinks of Lou Reed and Transformer. Right. Queen and this. Yeah. And Iggy, if not the cover, the back bend, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it's, uh, but I mean, I did have that, certainly the Queen one, there was a picture that inspired me, which right. was, yeah, the Marlene and I've Mar always talked about that because yeah. people love it. Right, you know, I think Freddie and, and when I showed it to Freddie, you know, the idea of being like legendary, like Marlene, Marlene Dietrich, right. had a big appeal. So that's how. So he went and said to the band, but no. So no, in that case, it, there was a, a a vision beforehand, and, and something. there was a basic one, but yes, that 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 is true. Yeah, and there's one of David that I took in 220 with a black scarf. Yeah, over, that's, that's powerful one. That's inspired directly by a photo of Picasso hmm. taken by what was the big 
not Richard Avedon, the other big fashion photographer in New York. Irving Penn, mm. I believe, took it. And those images were lurking. And sometimes images come up while I'm shooting. Why did that... What, what about that made you want to do that with David? Uh, well... The Picasso image. Well, I, yeah, I just wanted... To, I took, I took a lot of pictures that day. And I'm going to show them. Maybe I'll do a book of it just of that, the last session we ever did. And because um, later on, you, you wasn't doing it. He wasn't well. So, but why? Because, you know, mm. I think it's in, all in the looking. It's not an intellectual thing. Right. I mean... I don't know. It's like I think it's more like the way a musician works, probably because yeah. I stuck around so many motherfuckers. Well, when I hear you talk, I think about like okay, Jackson Pollock or something like the 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 two kinds of artists to me are the ones that are more just chaos or action painters, and then there's the other ones that are like really like this, you know, like super meticulous, and then there's like a, a whole sliding scale in between. I feel like you're more towards Jackson Pollock and like well the spirit yeah the spirit I remember once talking to someone about I don't know how they knew they knew him so of course he wasn't it all looked so crazy but he was actually drawing in the air yeah so the paint then fell where it fell but he was actually drawing yeah I was he's such a complicated you think of Jackson Pollock and he was I mean, he was unbelievable. Even his earlier stuff that wasn't quite so distorted right. was uh, its just a very... Pri- he tapped into that primal thing. Mm-hmm. He was way deep in it. Was the way he died. Mm, by the drunk driving accident? Yeah. And then the lady who was his then-girlfriend's friend, and she died too. And you go, listen, artists are artists good, bad, and ugly, whatever. Um, and then you, can, you can't get into it. But uh, you go, I don't know. But don't take somebody else out? Is that what you're well, saying? in a way, yeah. I mean, yeah. what you do to yourself, but when you take someone who's basically an innocent. Right. She's getting a ride because her girlfriend was there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's, there's probably some kind of fucking purgatory. And you're stuck in purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think about that? Do you worry about that? No. I don't think much about death. Even when they told me I nearly died, I, I didn't believe them. And I still don't believe them. I think it's something to do with the strength of the heart. Yeah. Um, and it's because you've got to know how to tap in. You've got to know how to tap in when you're disabled. You know, like doing when I've been in a hospital, like tensing of the rectum and the hands, and mm-hmm. you mix that in with some of that and you can, uh, well, you can get into another head completely. Uh, and I think, I think that's important. It's why I always understood David constantly changing. It made, it made sense because he would move in and out of these different heads. He was, uh, you you know, why an artist is the way they are. Why did it make sense to you? Well, it made sense to me intuitively that he would be looking for something new. Because he doesn't... I mean, his music's quite different. 
at different parts of his career. Mm-hmm. I know people love the Ziggy Stardust, and that has something to do with Mick Ronson as well, mm-hmm. who's obviously under-heralded a lot because he was involved in the arrangements as well as the guitar playing. David was an incredible instigator, though. It was sort of, it was like, for that summer of 72, like he was like a ringmaster. Not only did he have uh, Lou and Iggy and Mott the Hoople, Lindsay Kemp became better known. He was the guy that he learned all the stagecraft from. I got on the map. Mick Ronson was, stu- you know. And insane. David was the and holy ghost of it, in a way. Like he was, I was called him the ringmaster, but I think the holy ghost is always what drives everything because mm-hmm. you can't see manifestations of it. So there's a... Met- people who don't believe in metaphysics, they don't believe in the metaphysical world. But it's... To me, electricity is metaphysical. Everything you is. Can't, you can't actually, when you get down to... I don't know if that window blind is metaphysical, but it could be. It could affect the way the lighting comes through. But I... Um, Oh, you want to see some more stuff? Yeah, of course. <laughs> let, me, let me see what I got here. Help if I don't have to go. This might be the slightly more... Uh, I mean, look, that was an unlikely... I'm going to put some... Working on putting out stuff for this new book. Who's that? Well, that's Carly Simon. Carly Simon. Oh, yeah, I did these wild, wild pictures look. of her chewing the background, rolling about, spitting champagne at... Uh, it completely freaks out the record label. And they use some very tame... You were spitting champagne at no, she Carly was. Simon? No, oh, she not was. Me, no, no. <laughs> and I, I have been doing cocaine, not in front of her. Right. But, and that's Miss Debra. Debra Harry. Amazing. The smile. You're so, so beautiful. So this way, yeah. Oh, yeah. Red he, background. Hey, he, he always wants... He's feels, well, he feels yeah. like he's missing out. He feels like... He he doesn't approve of anything that's going on here. I hope Well, not. no, just <laughs> tell a little story about what was going on in the room, at least, with Debbie there. Nothing. Nothing. See, I was taking pictures. What the... Chris at was least. There, too. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. At, at least. What does he mean, no. at least? Uh, and I will not... Int- <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not introducing him to Muller, either. No, I don't think <laughs> we should. <laughs> but how about this one? Oh, look. There's another one from that session. Oh, it's Carly Simon? Yeah. That's uh, cool. I've never seen that before. No, but well, people haven't seen a lot of my pictures that I'm going to be cracking out. And how yeah. about that? Who's that? Iggy. That's Iggy, oh, that. a later session. And I said to him, for whatever oh, reason... That's awesome. Red and, do know. me like a surrealist background. And we would... He did that? He painted yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So that's fantastic. It even says Joe. It says... J-O. J-O. You know why? That's Joe. No, it's Jim it's, Osterberg. Okay, but it's also... It's, I'm it's, taking it more like... Cause it's oh, it could be. No, Joe. you can have it as well. Joe. Okay, but yeah, Jim Osterberg. That makes sense. That is, that's great. Yeah, so I'm going to crack out a lot of pictures doing a book called Shot. That's, in, that's amazing. And a lot of these haven't been seen. I'm maybe very. Why have that's they should... not been seen? Like the oh. record label didn't want them or the artist? No, didn't. because there's a, I mean, you know, I mean, how many pictures can you use yeah. at the time? And then a record comes out and it passes and you're onto something else. Yeah. The pictures are, you know, we don't need them now. 
if they're shot for promotion, if they're shot for magazine or whatever. That's the way it's shot That's a beautiful one of Freddie Mercury right there. Yeah. I guess he was a nice guy, huh? He was a sweetie. Yeah, he was a... He, he was... He just wanted to have a great time. Yeah. And do beautiful work. Yeah. And I, I don't... He wasn't complicated in that way. To say he was bisexual, you go, yes, because he did have relationships with ladies. Uh-huh. But uh, this one, Zandra Rhodes' outfit. I did a lot of pictures of Freddie. I, I, I mean, maybe I was camping. Were you, were you friends with him? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's Amanda Lear. Do you know who Amanda Lear is? She's actually on the back of... No, she on the front oh. of one of the Roxy Music. Roxy era. Music, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's more than that. Had a repute. This, because I'm moving, that, you, that was going to be a book cover. But a while back... Who when, is that? With film. No, it's actually Patty who walked out the door. Oh. I've known her a long, long time. But wow. this was like glam punk. That was what, like an effusion. We're going to use it for a book cover. I mean, I still like it. But I like it a lot. I'm not sure if it can be, you know, because they want some reference. So it's Patty? Yeah. Let me see. They want some reference. Oh, it's cool. It's got film all over her hair. Well, she's and an she's eye Medusa. Like Medu Medusa. So the film is the... Um, like it's not so meaningful today because... People don't use film all the time. Now, did you did you come up with this concept? Yes. And then, so where where does a concept like that come from? Just through meditation, or who? Knows? I think they just. Pop. Where do your ideas come from? I think they just asking pop. for a friend. Okay. <laughs> no, they pop. They just pop. Well, you've got to be open, and I think certainly the meditation helps. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, then you know. That's amazing. How did how did you know how to take that shot? It oh yeah, so I really thought that one through. <laughs> that a, that's a live shot, right? Yeah. yeah, it's so clean and like in the background and the colors. Yeah, it's only rock and roll, man. Don't get too fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's Iggy though, and then ah, that's the one. Said now that. somebody told me, and I can't fucking remember that they had found out what was on the record label, mm -hmm. and I've been trying to think of it, and. I can't remember this person. Mm. And I think it wasn't that long ago. Maybe if I go to my emails. And then this, you know. I mean, I've never seen Iggy that. Iggy looks like a kid there. Yeah, well, he was. He was the youngest yeah. of all of us. That's wild. He was Where the youngest. Where is that taken? That's taken in London at a Bowie party. Is that the same one where it's him and Jagger? Uh, what is it? No, David Lou and Iggy. Iggy. That's the one. Yeah. The other then's that other one. But that's how about this? That's amazing. That's Sid Barrett. Wow. I've got, I've got a, a whole thing of these, but it's the, it's just a different thing. Look at him. Yeah. Anyway, this Andy Warhol getting pied. Did you ever meet Andy Warhol? Oh, yeah, I shot him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How, what was he like? He was quite quiet. He uh -huh. didn't say a lot. He just, he was very polite. I, I don't, I wish I had the picture. It's the photo of Jagger when Andy's eating that you took. Uh, yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I gotta take a yeah, please don't piss on the cat. So no, you have to go in there. 
because then we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and if you piss in the toilet itself, we don't have any problem. What about that Peter Gabriel photo? Oh, that one oh, with the, oh. With the stock, oh, yeah. I didn't spring that one, though. Yeah, well, Peter Gabriel. He discovered me. That's how I got got my first record deal was through him. Uh, hey, I haven't talked to him in years. But I certainly liked Gabriel. him. Yeah, he had a very nice disposition. Yeah, like a kind of modest one. Uh huh. Modest, 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 English. but a, a little mad. Yeah, <laughs> English eccentric. Yeah. So he uh, and he t his daughter told me he once said these were his favorite pictures of him. Really, I believe that. Ugh. And let me and then I'm gonna turn the phone off. Okay. But I kind of can't so I'm gonna turn the phone off, Liz, because I'm with Joe Arthur. Well you know what? Let's talk in a couple of hours, okay? Because we're having a fun time. <laughs> and he brought the marijuana, so don't blame me. <laughs> Validation. Let, let, but just <laughs> just give me a couple of hours. No problem. <laughs> I told them. It is true, though. Yeah. I like this thing. Selling prints. Nice. Congrats. Goes on all the time. That's what I'm talking about. That's what is known as res somebody. That's he cold. was a wise man. We were going to ask you about that one. Oh, yeah. that's. But wait, a, you were about to say something about selling prints. No, I just, oh yes. As a, I knew quite well in the 80s and maybe early 90s, a guy called David Krebs. Mm -hmm. It was a very, it was I've an heard that name. Yeah, he, he built a certain reputation and uh, very bright. Anyway, one day he was giving me a video project. Mm -hmm. And this is still in the 80s. And he said to me, he said, but you know what? You're going to make your residuals on your photographs will make you a lot more money, which is true. And I've done a few videos, but it's, and I never thought about it. And then not so long after, somebody talk, started talking to me about copyright and about... Um, Intellectual property. It was a photograph. It's not right. an intellect, I think intellectual property is a poem by Baudelaire. Right. Or, or, it's, or it's a Jackson Pollock painting. I feel you, yeah. And uh, anyway, this, I got to know this lady a bit, and she, she had been uh, not a lawyer. What do they call them? A paralegal. Mm. Anyway, she knew that's when I start. Look, do we want to see something? That, well, Sid Barrett took that photograph. Wow. It's quite sharp. He wasn't foaming. Up. And this was in 71. That's you. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Did he Good get residuals too. on it? Uh, in my youth. Still? No, in my youth I was popular. Yeah? Oh, yeah? What do you mean by that? Hold on. What do you mean by that? I was popular. Popular with the ladies? And, and everybody, probably. No, I didn't have a thing for dogs, darling. I don't know where you got that idea from. <laughs> Who is that? That's me graduating wow. at, from Cambridge. <laughs> wow. That's a great shot, too. But there was also an official shot, and my mother had the little bottom bits of my hair retouched out. Really? Yeah, I was 69. It's still like, oh, you know, the idea of hippies is still a bit... That is so funny. That's, that's there was a difference between the generations then, you know. Yeah. 
But that's interesting. Oh, that's a, that. That's his son Duncan Jones, who is now uh, uh, a movie director. Right. He came out okay. I, I saw an interview. With, not that you can tell somebody by an interview, but no, I think so. He seemed like a cool dude. I think Which David. Is, I uh, think it's hard if you're David Bowie's son. I mean, it's hard to yeah, be but he kept of, him. And he uh, and obviously they had a they had a real relationship. Yeah, remember David introduced me to him just one time, and and he was um, well. I know David was very happy with this way, his, and he should be, the way his son has turned out. Right. And um, but he uh, and then he uh, he had but anyway. It's David. There aren't that many pictures out there of David with the spiders from Mars. Right. That was taken on the set of the Gene Genie video. We that's did. incredible. I, that's like a very like Ramonesy punk rock look. David with a leather jacket and uh, jeans and it was actually a plastic jacket, but it looked like yeah. That. And yeah. then the whole, like it looks like that sort of Ramones, but yeah, from Mars maybe like that's yeah, it could be idea. the Ramones from Mars. And, but the Ramones from Mars and yeah, cuter, cuter. That's true. <laughs> oh, how about this though? People don't expect. Ozzy, I love that. Wow. That's such a great photo. It's pretty, right? It's, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a pretty boy picture of Ozzy. Really, no other way to put it. Looks badass though, and he still has the hand tattoo thing. But he looks yeah. like he's twenty. Well, he, I've got I've got another one I showed too. It's a bit longer. How was Ozzy back then? He was actually Fine. no, he was a, he was a sweet guy. Straightforward, cool. He dude. was not. Yeah, there was nothing weird about. It. He was like, he was very. Direct. I remember. I think he started his life down coal mines, so he was just glad to not be working in a <laughs> coal well. mine. Yeah. Lindsay Kemp. Yeah. If you know who he is. No. The mime choreographer who taught David all about makeup and mime. Oh, and really? Costume. Yeah. And, and there's some pictures of them That's performing amazing. together. That, that that factors into the whole glam look. Of actually. course. That looks like a glam. Totally. Is that, is that the sort of birthplace of glam? Is yeah, mime, I think Is so. mime in a way? Yes, mime, but also Lindsay Kemp. Yeah, Lindsay Kemp. I mean, that looks like... You want to yeah. see some of the pictures and with dresses and... Yeah. But that, look at it. It's just a great... Yeah, you took that, huh? Mm-hmm. That's, That's incredible. Patient Zero right there. Yeah. Uh, he actually yeah. died last year and, uh, and he's a bit older than everybody else, but not, not that much. Um, and... Um, but he died while dancing. He was outside and probably doing some mime dancing thing. Wow. And he, he dropped down dead. So he died dancing. Uh, as, um, what was his manager's name? David Horton for many years. He, he was happy when he died. Wow. You know, he went out. Yeah, that's amazing. That's kind of like Lou doing Tai Chi on the day he died. Yeah. Never giving up on life, really. Ever. Also, in, still able to enjoy it. Yeah. That, that of course, they did all the Rocky Horror pictures. Rocky Horror pictures. This yeah. outfit, without all the badges on. Now, did you think that that was going to be so cult-like? And, like, that, that that movie, too, man. Like, that's incredible. That thing Who was knew? so huge and crazy for a but while. But it wasn't initially. No. <clears throat> for a couple of years, no one knew what to do with it. Right. <clears throat> and Richard O'Brien, that wrote it, once, uh, I remember even, he said, um, 
it was around the time, whether I was on set with him or uh, at his house, and he said, that's never going to work. It's yeah. like the live one. He said, it's not even, f he, this is his opinion. Yeah. It's, it's not even funny. But we all know about artists' opinions of their own work. Yeah. For fuck's sake, don't listen to them. Right. <laughs> We're going to take your work and enjoy it. If yeah. you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, you got that love-hate relationship with it. But yeah. that's so funny. I remember when I was a kid and hearing about, oh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, you're in Ohio. And it was like every Saturday night at midnight, yeah. everyone goes and sings along and dances and in the theater and up. dresses up like the characters. And you're like, I got to see this. This is insane. And then you go and you watch it. And it's like, it's, it's a crazy thing. It's almost like people getting into some mass euphoric state with this... There's no Pain. other film that has that. No. No other film. <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah, Richard, no, he's... What did he know? Yeah. He wrote all the music. Uh, I think someone else wrote the music. He wrote all the lyrics. Uh -huh. And, of course, he played Riff Raff. Right. And, uh, you know, the... Yeah. Oh, look, there's another one of me probably taking 25 years ago. With the art. All right. Some big pieces. So I've been buggering about with this for, I'm just, you know, but mostly once I started doing exhibitions, once the millennium turned, um, it wanted the photography. Yeah. I mean, why would you want this when you could have David Bowie, you know, or Lou, or whatever? Well, well, you think like an artist, well, I okay. do. Yeah. I want to show, but I'm doing this book that would include all kinds of it's stuff. It's because then you go up against people that are like squares, that think in that real square way, you know? Like they don't want to they don't want to take the chances and stuff like that of going into some wild new direction. Yeah, then well, it might be feel different and therefore you know? uncomfortable. But that's what Andy Warhol said. He said, make art, and while everyone's talking about how bad it is, make more art. Like, to me, that's like the philosophy to live your life by. Yes, what are you going to do? Wake up in the morning and worry about someone else's opinion? Right. I mean, that's... Fuck that, you know? Yeah. Go and have your opinion over there. I'll enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. But the uh, ultimate defense against that is just to keep doing stuff because now you're working on something else anyway. You could think whatever you want about that shit I did yeah. last year. The ether owns it anyway. <laughs> I, Unless there's you, money involved, and then I want my piece. Right. Otherwise, the ether owns it. That's yeah. you and who? Oh, that's me and Sid Barrett. And Sid, right. Wow. That's not the madcap piece. Who took that? Uh, um, it's the first selfie. On a timer? No, someone who was assisting me. For nothing right come along i pulled that even at, oh that one mm, wow that's one of my favorites Who's that? david that's david yeah look at the, oh, wow, the window amazing. and he's praying well that's what i call it it looks like he is it when he's you look at it in the eye he's just thinking about it yeah you know he, and, did, he, did he pray or did he believe in god or do you know anything? he believed in the metaphysical that's yeah. for sure and he touches on it at the time. And what's changes about, that's a very Buddhist song. And I believe he had a Buddhist burial. Mm. So, yes, he and Lou were both Buddhists. Lou had one too. Oh, that's me and Freddie Mercury when we look like sisters. Yeah, you guys did look like sisters. <laughs> 
The fact we look quite different, but somehow. You look similar in that. Yeah, it is. Fucking sisters. There it is. As a very is that the one or is, is that, that the, the one variation? Or is that one from the, from yeah, the it might context be. sheet, or is it a variation? The contact sheet has one where he has his hands out. Yeah, well, really I took a load. We're talking about the queen, the famous queen. This, That's queen two, right? This yeah. one. Yeah, and I, I did sheer got, heart attack, but, Mal- but Malena, wait, yeah. what's the the story behind that album cover, the queen two? Well, the the uh, the photograph of Marlene that I showed Freddie. Look. And I had to light it a little bit different, but I had to move the light back a little bit more so their eyes are more hooded. Uh-huh. Than my, but it's essentially the, the same lighting. Of course, this is... And again, I'm, I don't think I've ever cracked that out. Look. Who's that? I can't tell. That's Lou Reed when Lou? he was blonde. Blonde, oh, right. right. I love the blonde Lou Yeah, I've got some great pictures from that period. Yeah. And this one, you go, well... Yeah, it's kind of cool, right? Yeah. I'll show you this. How about this one? You want super? You want super cool? Oh, is that uh, Sid? Oh, Sid Barrett. I call it indecision. Yeah. I love that picture. Yeah, that's great. That's from the Madcap period. Yeah, she's got the t-shirt with the tie-dye. Oh yeah, David did sleep sometimes. He's got such an innocent look on his face. Yeah. But, yeah. Sleeping. Oh, I got a lot of pictures. I gotta keep the radio people in case. <laughs> what is that one? That was a Kate Moss. Oh, Kate Moss. Wearing like Mikey Backman t-shirt. Yeah. Got a whole lot of pictures of her, including wearing t-shirts of David Lou and Iggy. Right. Those three. Whatever, they've, they've haunted me. Oh, that's... That's American. Rod Stewart. Mick yeah, Jagger. I've got a whole series of them. Is, and the police. Is that a real police officer? Oh yeah, it is. What were they doing? Um, it was a friend's house on Portobello Road, and Ronnie's in there too. Ronnie, Ronnie oh, Wood. Right in the middle. Yeah, and I knew her. She was from family, had a bit of money, and uh, nice lady. What the lady's house you were at? Yeah, so uh, there was going to be a party, and I went over and hung out and um and then ronnie was there and then the others came uh so it was rod and jeff beck and um jeff beck the best guitar player he could i mean i never thought because he wasn't flashy because he was he was this whole other thing i never really listened a lot to jeff beck you know but that was when they were in the faces uh no 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 well Ah, oh, no, this would be 75, I think. I'm not, so was he still in the faces? Yeah, well, it was something between these two, mm-hmm. Rod and Mick, whatever. But I think the faces were ended by then. I think... They were I, just probably hanging out. Yeah, well, I think they remained f- good friends. They yeah. weren't like, a couple of old qu- queens. I thought that's got a certain je ne sais quoi. Mick Jagger and Lou Reed dancing. Wasn't Mick Jagger like a kind of obsessed with Lou for a while? Like he would go like to Lou's gigs. He pretended he wasn't luck, like, but you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you want to see it? Yeah. Yeah. So at that time, were you starstruck by Mick Jagger or not? 
Because he was already, the stones were... Yeah, but I was already far enough inside the hip part of the community that I never thought about it. Got it. It wasn't like, I I never thought like that. Did you shoot the stones? Not, I shot them in performance and I shot these party ones, but not... Not proper. No. Now, when you were doing this, were were you thinking to yourself like, okay, I'm definitely going to just keep making a living doing this forever or were you thinking I'm going to have to find some other things to do or what was your, what was your headspace like I didn't question it it just kept going you just kept going yeah, yeah in the early days sometimes I'd be do these interviews mm-hmm. certainly up to about 76 and then I'd do a bit of art direction and then it was you know it was didn't need a lot of money at first mm-hmm. but um I can't really. It's when well, you see that documentary. It's hard Shot. to see the trajectory. It's like at one point I was saying I wasn't sure where I was going, but I was going to go in that direction, mm-hmm. and that's basically, you know. And then things come to you, and you interact, and things grow. It's um, life unfolds. Well, it does. You know, it doesn't wait for for our permission to unfold the way it does. Right. But is it, is it written? It is written. It's like the Omar Sharif talking to Peter O'Toole in one of them, I love it, because Peter O'Toole is ridiculous, in Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point there's a guy, I think that one of the young Arabs who had gone on a long desert journey, and this turns out to be the guy but because in order not to have these two tribes get antagonized, he say, oh, he takes it on and then he realizes he'd had this thing, this closeness because of the experience, but he has to kill him. And then you go, wow. That's such an extraordinary film, I think. I mean, it happens to be out about a certain kind of Brits and, and at a certain time, but it, but it, as a personality, there was an aberration to him that made him. You can't be an aberrated artist, Joe. You know? When I came in here, you were like life goes by so fast. Yeah, well, I was thinking I must have. It must have been ages ago that I saw you, and I may have seen you since at a party or yeah. so. But since I'd shot you, yeah, that's over a decade ago. I yeah. Think. Oh, I see. Oh, well, so well, I thought you were talking about in general, life goes by fast. Do you well, think I it, was, but I was also. Yeah. Do you think it does, or do you think it goes by slow? No, I think life is like a rocket ship. But sometimes you can catch the breath of the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's a relief. Yeah. I mean, you can be in the middle of being very busy. But just let it all go. Yeah. None of it has to make any sense. I find it's wild. The only way to get into the moment is to quiet the mind. Well, the breathing helps to quiet the mind. Yeah. And also the breath holding. Yeah. Breath holding. That's really important. Because my brain goes, I feel it going around into the pineal gland. When you do those breathing things, how long will you do it for? Like sometimes an hour or something like that, or you just oh, well, I don't hold it for an hour. No, no but I, yes, uh, can do. Haven't done lately, but but sometimes I do. Yeah, 
But I also just... And then your things slow down. We don't, the thing I've learned is I don't have to talk about photography. No, I, I, I totally. You, I you haven't been talking about art or music either. No. I agree. I like talking more about like life and things, like just like what makes somebody like. It's just you. I got nice pictures to show. Yeah, yeah, you do. What in a flash, and that's Sid Barrett. Yeah, Sid Barrett in front of what kind of car is that? Uh, I know it's written down somewhere. Never drove uh, it. It wasn't yours. Well, I think this was in 1969. Wow. Was it a Pontiac? Yeah. Could be. Could be a Pontiac. He was like the first one, really, for you, in a way. Yes, really, he was. He was like my first muse. Yeah. You know, I went through quite a few of them back in those days. Yeah. But um, but Sid definitely was, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a number of collect, like Bowie, of course, and Lou Reed of, and Queen and Freddie and Iggy and Debbie and Rocky Horror and Sid. Now, I've got... What's quite, Iggy like to shoot? It's great because just his presence alone, you know, he's just an organically good. Right. He's interesting. And I've photographed him in more recent times too, in his maturity. He just has a, he always had this great presence, just this physical thing, you know. Yeah, energy. Well, just the energy of even being still, you know. He, uh, I always thought that raw power picture he looks like an iguana because uh -huh. his original band was the iguanas. But the look in a way, to me, he looks like an iguana. Yeah. Very much like an iggy iguana. There's some I mean? incredible stillness to it, isn't it? Yeah, like you get with an iguana, which huge amount of energy and then... Stand still. Yeah. Yes. That's oh, look, wild. This was taken in 71. I've said... In his mum's back garden. Hmm. This is an out from the end of the century. Yeah, that's um, a great one. Joey and the boys. That's a different one. And this one actually, because on the actual cover, they are they are not wearing the leather jackets. But then I said, well, we've got to do some with the leather jackets. That's uh -huh. kind of your image. And then Debbie is always a lot of fun. And... Oh, look, yeah, about that. Those two rascals. Lou and Ig. I like the way he's, like, rubbing his nose, you know. Yeah. What a... Uh... Oh, that's Freddie with Mary Austin, to whom he left right. his estate. Very nice lady. Oh, that's... He left his estate to her, huh? Oh, yeah. Throughout his life, she was around, even when he got deep into the gay factor now this these were called the cycle sluts uh -huh. this is in london sometime in the early 70s and they were doing a show and I, they were the thing about them that entertained me was they were is they were all the gear and and they kept the beards and moustaches <laughs> <laughs> they were out of san francisco <laughs> I remember that. Uh, that's pretty good Oh, there's Lou. Whatever that was, he was. He says the dog. He liked little dogs. He really did like dogs. Huh? Yeah, he did. I've got other pictures of him buying a new puppy, 
and he also this was at the time some latest he was fascinated by tape recorders and mm -hmm. noise Lou was yeah when I met him he brought his dat recorder to my show he had a dat digital audio tape recorder yeah well he, he liked gear and stuff like he that did he did like stuff he liked stuff he liked getting all these different kinds of headphones and shit like that yeah he was oh look at Sammy sounds just like the last one always the newest <laughs> like get the thing then right away yeah he was a he was a well, it was just such a unique personality. Yeah. Of course, he'd also had electric electro shock treatment. Right. Which, um, but I know I was think how how did he write? Oh, in the you can hear it in the documentary, the sound and lose playing heroin. Right. In the background. I remember that. Yeah, the acoustic version and. And then he's talking about, you know, how junkies, you know, they need their own songs too. Right. And he does it with that, you know, that New York drawl of his. Yeah. And he, he was, um, where did he come from? Yeah. When you think of his music, now you can trace a lot of people's, including the Beatles and the Stones, to their roots like you know like buddy holly features big everywhere right with the english groups from that period um but with sid barrett i don't know even though they were originally i think a blues band i mean where does that first pink floyd album come from right there's no where does the first velvet underground album come from where is the first iggy i mean they, you can't hear the roots you right know? they uh it's like an alien invasion through artists' minds. Like some alien spirits are like feeding their, yeah. you know, feeding yeah. their, their visions to us. And we're just like seedlings of alien visions. Whoa. A fucking cop in that seedlings of alien vision. <laughs> That's mine now, by the way. <laughs> you can have that. I own it. You, you should put that in a, as a book title. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I can say, mate, where'd you come? I can't remember where that came from. It just popped. But I mean, you're you have like a whole, you know, sort of huge body of work of ideas and and, and I still a, alien, I still like shooting though. Yeah, and God won't let me shoot. There started to be some talk of it. But yeah, really. it'll happen again soon. Yeah, one day we should do something. Yeah, for sure. Involving would, cameras. I would love it. that. Yeah, but don't bring him along. Of my yeah, but not, to take not photos. Yeah. No, you can, you can <laughs> come along. He has a yeah. sense of humor. If he hadn't got a sense of humor, he couldn't come back. Nah. But hanging out with you, yeah. he was bound to have a sense well, of humor. This is he, our he needs hundredth one. episode. Hundredth episode, man. It's amazing. End of season one. End of season one. So you've got all this stuff. Well, we've yeah. Put, yeah. Well, it's all out there. Yeah. yeah. We, we, well, all over the internet. All over the internet. Yeah, yeah. we've created stuff for a long time. Like alien yeah. invasions. Uh, yeah, ceilings You've been alien talking invasions. about that ever since you've got here. <laughs> exactly. About the alien. I wonder what that Joe Arthur's up to. Yeah, you don't know. He's got your image. I feel like with that whole breathing thing you're doing, the standing on the head, all of the all of that work, that is what invites the alien visions. That's like it could. Be. It's like sending out like the yeah, alien in inv inv invitation. <laughs> it's like they're wait, they're hovering, dee, dee, waiting dee, for dee, a dee, place. Dee. Yeah, they're going. Like, oh, yeah. there's a ripe one, and he's yeah. over there going, <laughs> opening the portal. 
Opening then, the then, portal. And then they, for the aliens to die. Yeah, dump. he comes out with a nice turn of phrase himself yeah. here and there, you know? <laughs> no, but we should do something, whether it involves paint, yeah. whether it involves... I mean... I would love to. I could paint on some of your th prints or something. Yeah, it's fucking everyone wants to paint on my fucking prints. See, well, stuff. we could come up we with another do, idea. No, no I don't mind. We, we'll yeah. figure something out. But what we should do is have a wall. And then you have a go at it, and then I'll have a go at it. Okay. Could be with spray cans. Yeah. I mean, because there you can cover a lot of, you know, slab a couple of paintbrushes yeah. and just see where it goes. We could do that. We should find some place in New York City. Like, uh, I'm sure there's establishments that would be like, hey, what if we did a collaboration or a graffiti collaboration? And, and then we could, like, sort of film it and do some kind of thing like that and then let people in, like, a, the new and thing talk. to come see and, and talk. Yeah. And so, Let's do that. You, we'll do that as a. We could do that as like a, a follow up. As a follow up, we could do it like, right outside here. We just have to set up the. Stuff. No, we should do it in the city though, because oh, like, no, then should, people should come in. We need the granite. We need yeah. We need the the yeah. We need so the Scott, energy. Scott the cojones. Location, you know? We need the cojones. <laughs> we have those. Yeah. Well, let's do yeah, that. You got that's that. established. We so have we got to do that. That's a great idea. Well, I think so. Mutual graffiti. Nice. Yeah. You heard it here first, people. Could be you know. Could be bing. Bang. I mean, whatever it whatever turns it out. turns into, yes. it'll be great. So, and you, we got to find a place. Yeah. yeah, we'll start thinking about it. No, we'll find one. I'll find one this week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. We with an idea like this, you got to go with it, or else while it's yeah. fresh. Yeah. Well, it's because fresh. it's not, it's yeah. not fenced in. You have to pop it out of the air. Can't fence it in. Can't fence Don't it. Fence Don't fence me, me in, in Jack. Don't fence me in. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's a good song. Yeah, that's nice. like uh, Don't uh, let me die. Yeah, that one. That's a cool one. Also, um, what's that one? Don't don't come around here no oh, more. Yeah. That's a great Tom Petty. Silly bugger. Tom, did you ever? Uh, yeah. I shot him once, very very early on. I gotta find the pictures. Uh -huh. He come over. His manager knew my accountant in London, and I saw him of all places at CBGB's. Right, Petty? and I never thought about. Yeah, him. holy shit! I know I should find them, even whatever. If they're aesthetically not so pleasing, organically it won't matter. Right, because it's Tom fucking Petty, first time in New York. Yeah, and you took the picture. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. That motherfucker took the pictures. He was everywhere in those days. You never knew what he was up to. Stealing our vibes. Did you ever go to a show where you forgot your camera and you were like, oh. No, I tell you what, I was, there was a guy called Phil Linnett who had a band called Thin Lizzy. Yeah. And, I heard of them. And yeah, I did a bunch of people. I like Phil. You have the one of him giving the finger. Yeah, but I have other ones too. Yeah, I mean, but that's the one that people want to buy. Th that Phil one? giving a finger. Right. That's a good one. And, and I've got two lineups of, of the band. The whiskey in the jar, which is the early hit, and then the uh, the boys are back in town. Mm -hmm. The four piece when the the Irish guitar player had left, Eric, because he didn't want to deal with all the lunacy. But poor Phil and the heroin killed him in the end. And but he, when I was spending time with him, he wasn't doing heroin. But uh, you know. Stay away from heroin and alcohol. I think so. Yeah. And then you've always got a chance. Especially if you leave the cigarettes alone and the speed and the cocaine. I, you know what I kind of, I do it as like, if I, if I can like in an hour from now go on a run, I think it, then it's okay. You can. You know what I mean? 
Like, I mean, every so often have a like, drug run. No, no, like <laughs> go for a run. Like, oh, you mean running? Post right, like if you're drinking, you can't go on a run after no, that. No, that's true. You'd just be drunk running down the street. Yeah. That would be weird. But like you could smoke some weed, yes, and then can. like an hour from now, I can go like, oh, I'm going to go on a run, and, yeah. and you'd be fine. How are your driving skills after we... Oh, dude. Asking for a I friend. mean, I'm, you're going to drive just uh, because we have to, to be <laughs> extra cautious <laughs> because also you're yeah, saying... You can't this. damage him. Yeah, you can't be damaged. No, but I, but you can drive on weed. I'm not recommending. I can't. It. I personally can't do anything after okay. I smoke. I'm out well, of commission. Well, we won't bring you. Right. We're not bringing you along. I'll be sleeping yeah. in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been sleeping in the back seat this whole episode. Quite frankly, <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, are you, he's a leg puller, right? Yes. He like, yeah, yeah. I like to yank yes. on the old yeah. leg a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just to lively things up, you know? You got to. What's the secret to keeping your passion alive over all over it's the not years of having a good life. wank, that's for sure. No, no you gotta retain that. You the don't spunk. You gotta suck it into you your brain. Yeah, yeah. That's what the tightening My of the, tuna. That's the tightening of the anus muscle is to like yes. redirect that that chi t- up through your spine into your third right. eye. So so that so it's like going up and in and going doo doo. My tuna. You know the M A I T is it an H U N A my tuna my tuna that's that sucking up of the yeah my tuna M A I tuna yeah oh okay you want to go bendy mukendi or daddy or party harry and carry they'll know me a comment I'm breathing all the time do you ever use Shreem Brzee? Have you ever heard of that one? Shreem Brzee, Shreem Brzee. No, I don't know that one. Shreem Brzee. It's a Dr. Palel or something like that. He brought that mantra. No. That one's for abundance as well. Financial. Oh, abundance, yeah. Abundance is a cool one. Yeah. I like abundance. I think there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. As long as, in fact, the, I remember early on doing the Kundalini Yoga, the teacher saying, there's nothing wrong with prosperity. Right. Pro-spirit. Pro-spirit, yeah. Prosperity. prosperity. It's about what you do with the prosperity. Yeah. Not the facts of it. And, um, and I always thought, oh, that's very interesting. Isn't that interesting the way words are like, everything's right there in the open, what things are yes. pro-spirit. You poke about pro- a bit, a bit of poking about. And sometimes things just pop up for you. Yeah. Where, if like somebody wants to start with, with Kundalini, how, what do you recommend them getting started? Oh, go, you could go to a class. Go to There's a, a class. Play, yeah. You can't beat that. And to build your enthusiasm too. Yeah, that's the that's the super kooky yoga that I haven't done much of, but I want to. I'm into all that stuff. But well, like, I can tell, yeah, and the, yeah. and the breathing. Yeah. So what's the secret? Like, I guess we got to wrap it up because he's got to go. But like, yeah, he's, what, sick, he's sick of it. He's no, sick I of have it all. A, I have but a what, live stream shoot that I'm but doing. But what's the secret? Like, what's the secret to keeping your passion and your spirit alive through life? Uh, I I do believe that certain. Uh, psychophysical practices yeah. are part of it. I do. I think the fact that I, there's no doubt through all my ups and downs that 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 I can wake up in the morning and mm-hmm. not be enthused mm-hmm. by the time I'm ready to shoot. I'm totally enthused. So methods, right? That's certain so kind true. of practices and methods, and that have been going on probably for hundreds, thousands of years. Yeah. It's not 
like um i um i really do i yeah. really do believe in my case yes so ha <laughs> it's still showtime it is still you know? showtime <laughs> yeah we well, gotta have showtime yeah and you go into the into the bubble or, or into the secret garden and when you're ferreting about in there all kinds of things can happen yeah you know? and nothing nothing um negative it's it's the magic garden Mm -hmm. that's where you go yeah. and there is no negativity there's just the flowing of the energy and the ricocheting of the images you know yeah you gotta ricochet a few images the ricochet the ricochet of the images, of the images. The yeah. ricochet. <laughs> that's amazing well, i love that yeah, the ricocheting of the images it'll fucking steal it in the on secret the garden that's <laughs> yeah in the magic garden well i think yeah. it, and it takes but you have that i can it's not that I talk like this to everybody. I mean, I'm sure I'll mention yoga and certain things, but but your spirit, yeah, what you emanate, you know, I know. We can tell we fucking talk about music. We're going to talk about yeah. this other stuff. I love talking about that other stuff. Oh, that yeah, other I stuff. love it because <laughs> well, I, it's inspiring because like even today, I didn't. I woke up unenthused in a yeah, way. Yeah, not a, not about this. About like I was like depressed about something. But then I put Ho'oponopono in my headphones and I went on a bike ride up to the red lighthouse under the George Oh, Washington I heard Bridge. you cycled a lot. Yeah, and I went on a long bike ride and by the time I was back home, I felt great because I was just concentrating on breathing and and th that those beautiful words are just like and just like cleansing out all the negativity. Like what you're saying, though, like you can wake up unenthused and be, by the time it's time for a shoot. By go time. By go there. time, you're enthused. And that's like Here the I secret. Am. Yes. I don't yeah. look so good anymore. In all anymore. your glory. You but, look great, yes. yeah, by the no. way. You look fucking as good as ever. Is he looking for a boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> man, but thank you for doing this, man. My it's been, pleasure. It's oh. really been an honor, honestly, a privilege. Yeah, well, I see... When he and he's very good because he he's stays on it. Thank you, Ahud. No, he stays <laughs> on rocks. No, we're he, gonna try here, and then we're gonna yeah, do this, yeah, yeah. and then that, and then he anchors the There's whole thing. There's a lot thing. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I am in front of the scenes, man. <laughs> yeah, no, you're cool. Yeah. No, but you, you, no are, you can bring him next time when we do our special but project. Nick you can was bring. Was very kind from the get go. He was like, "Absolutely, I'll do it." I remember Joe, and yeah, let's. Uh, do yeah, it. well, I fucking Joe Arthur. Well, he's a cunt. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely talk to him. <laughs> I don't think you said that enough on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I hope you need to I say didn't. it one more time. Didn't I? Because I did, remember there was an audience that I offended a bit when I was being a bit too, you know, playful. You got that carb that you're forgetting about. Oh yeah, the hole. The hole. The hole. Fire in carb? the hole. It's called a carb. It's called a carb. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a Learn lingo. something new every day. Seeing a bowl is, is rare. It's been educational. This yeah, time. it has. Yeah. As it really? And, Most people say, fucking, and, what, what did they talk about? Nick, well, let's not they they talked a lot about breathing. <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget that if people do want to buy your prints and we should plug it, where yes, do they go? No, yeah. we'll send it to mrock at mickrock.com. And your website? Um, go to www.mickrock.com or just email me, yeah. mrock at mickrock, spell M-I-C-K-R-O-C-K, dot com. Don't sell it to Michael Rock. It's got yes, and I like disseminating images. 
Well, you have to pay for them, of course, but you get a good deal if you come direct to me. Nice. Tell them Joseph Arthur sent you. Oh, yeah. Get a discount. Promo code. Yeah. <laughs> promo code, come to where yes. I'm from. Podcast. <laughs> promo code, come to where I'm from. Right? It's Giuseppe. You get extra, yes. extra 5% Thank you, added Mike. on. All right. Giuseppe Arthur <laughs> lured me into this depraved orgy this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to lock him up later. All right. I'm going to fade out. Thanks, everybody. Number 100. God bless. That's fucking, that's pretty cool. You can only talk to 100 people. Yeah, so far. Wow. Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Come to Where I'm From. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.